On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick will throw some new Hot Toys reveals at you while also discussing the possibility of Diamond Select getting into the Star Wars license. After the toy hubbub, they'll give their impressions and any review critiques of Star Wars Squadrons, which Matt is calling the best VR game ever made. They'll then get into an interesting post from Disney Plus Germany, which may have finally confirmed two Mando actors for Season 2. Then it'll be time for the fan segment, which has a new question of the week this week, in addition to a brand new segment for Star Wars artists in which Matt will provide a true critique of their work, just like he does with his own shot. So watch out. And don't forget about this week's top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week, which will also be discussed in episode 131. Cue the music. I'm the asshole that cuts this thing, and I'm always blown away by how long it is. Everybody, let's make sure to turn on Nick's mic this week. We think, are back. I think I'm what here. What is up? I think my, All right. my mic is on. Okay. The board operator is not drunk this week. He's got Nick live, hopefully. I see it. I can see his mic going up and down. Uh, we've got the chat is back right in the back end of the live streaming system on YouTube. So I'm not going to have a pity party to open this week's show, which means we're going to have some fun. There we go. We're here to have some fun to talk about the Star Wars. And we've got some interesting stuff to talk about, uh, more uh, opinion-based stuff this week than usual. I mean, last week was a, a, a mega, mega toy show. Uh, it was so mega that I even got sick of talking about toys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, right? I, 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 sometimes I think Nick is, he has like a, a body double. It's kind of like Weekend at Nicky's. Where we go too long on the toy stuff, he just plops that double down and he works it like a puppet. Like it just moves the head up and down like, yeah, I'm listening. Sure, sounds good, guys, and your fucking toys. Can we please get on to some Star Wars speculation? Yeah, I mean, I just, I kind of tune out. I let my body double take the seat. <laughs> you, you guys don't see me get up during the right. show. He's good at this shit. Like he's a magician. Clever editing. So... But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta like turn the brain off at some point and just be like, yeah. it was. I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I feel like 1:30, which was our last episode, could have been one of our worst episodes uh, of the year, if not of the Star Wars Time Show Rebirth in 2018. Uh, you know the 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 fandos, the assholes. They they all said they had a good time, but that's just because they like us. That's because they don't want um, us to like jump off of a building or anything. Right, like, but yeah, but outside of that. I just I didn't like it. I even started apologizing for the show at the end of last show. And I usually don't start doing that until uh, we're offline, this, that and the other thing. I see someone needs an Instagram code. So either Nick is trying to hack into our Instagram or someone else's. I it's I tried to log on (laughs) to my Instagram and then the whole app just crashed and it logged me out of both of my accounts. So that's what happened. So now I can't let me uh, let me send you this code here. Uh, so you can use that. Hold on, we're doing we're doing some live troubleshooting. Just leave it for now because I don't even with, know with, how to get in. I don't even remember the fucking <laughs> anything. I don't remember the password. I don't remember the goddamn right. login. Well, either stuff. way, I sent you the secret code in our super secret yeah, uh, Slack uh, setup. So check that's, that uh, out. That's that's fucking 
Facebook for you. The shit yo, just yo, crashes yo. for no reason. All right. Big Amish is up in the house. What is going on, my friends? So yeah, we're, we're here. We're going to talk some squadrons. Both Nick and I have been playing it for, uh, at least I have it since Saturday. Uh, had a long session last night. Actually put up my video review of the game's VR mode and campaign right before the show. That's why we're so fucking late. Not that we are ever on time, but th- this week in particular, it was one of those Matt Star Wars OCD weeks where I just had this burning desire to, I've got to get this content out before other shit that I need to do today, which in turn delayed the start of the show. Yeah, But like I said, it's not like our dumbasses ever start on time or tell anyone when we're going to start on time. So it really doesn't fucking matter in the end, right? Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> but we're here now. We're going to talk squadrons. We're going to talk some new toys, as you can see up on the screen. If you are on the live stream, which is this is where all the cool kids come, or the kids that blow off work, or the kids that don't have jobs. We love them all. They're here to hang out with us. <laughs> there probably will be a point in time when Nick is working again where we'll have to do these closer to a prime time slot so hopefully we don't lose our international fans Honestly, but like uh, who, who the fuck you never knows know. with me I, I may never get a job again like <laughs> uh, we should just start doing gofundmes for nick right i mean like, i may just need pre- him. nick pre- nick pretend you broke your arm or something yeah no, just like and, come, and we'll I'll write like a sad story week, it's just both my arms are in cast i'm just like this it's like <laughs> it's okay guys yeah yeah Get like a get Taylor to put you in a, a mock full body cast. Throw up the GoFundMe. Make it really sappy and sad. Uh, maybe tell him one of your pets died in the accident. Yeah. And let, let's try to get you some cash so you don't have to work. And we can just start doing these in the middle of the day for the rest of Star Wars Time Show's life. I hope so. I mean, that would be ideal for me because <laughs> fuck, I, I was never a person that liked work to start with. So. There you go. There you go. I mean, it, it, one could say what we're doing is work, but it's not when we're sitting here having a good time talking about Star Wars. So uh, what we've been doing uh, lately, at least on the live stream, is just kind of shooting the shit before we get into our topics. Um, unfortunately, this week, most of my shooting the shit shit is about squadrons. So I'm going to reserve that and, and save it for the actual squadron segment. Um, it, just like random life stuff. Still loving Legos, Nick. Yeah, I mean, still that, loving that's like Legos. Look, look what I found, though. Look, we 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 talked about this a few weeks back. Let me uh, uh, reach down to my bag of tricks. Walmart came through with the 501st Legion Clone Trooper set. This is the one that literally sold out on uh, Lego.com like immediately, and and that's because Nick, it has wonderful little minifigures. We're talking the 501 Boys in Blue plus a 501 Jet Trooper. So that showed up. Nice. But this this is the holy grail. Uh-oh. Wait till you guys see this. I know we're in black and white. It is what it is. I paid for him so he'd get here early, but he showed up. Mr. Din Djarm himself. <laughs> Hot toys. Not full Beskar Mando, which quite frankly, Nick, as I'm holding it right now like a little baby in my arms, look at it if you're watching. Aw, I love you, Din. You're such a good boy. <laughs> such a good boy no but in all seriousness this right now i think this is probably my shit 11th or 12th hot toys figure wow wow this guy right here hands down the new number one your favorite this is a fucking beautiful barbie okay for star wars fans absolutely exquisite <laughs> every detail is perfect 
from all the cloth, from the weathering on the armor, the posability, the accessories, the details and the K. I mean, just a fantastic looking figure. I mean, that's why you pay two, three hundred dollars yeah. for these. But yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Old, old architect customs, who's become kind of a, a, a big fan of ours and has started communicating through us through DMs, which it's, it's how it happens. We are kind of like a drug. <laughs> uh, we somehow hook you in and then you start communicating with us and you're in uh, our DMs. And before you know it, you become a super fan of this nonsense. Uh, but, you know, he was talking about two one six shooters right here in the chat. Now he, too, is fawning over this figure, which he got today. Uh, I'd assume anyone that ordered through Sideshow and you've paid your payments uh, should be getting him this week. Uh, mine showed up yesterday, but I'm telling you, dude. And, and you're right. You made a valid point. I and mean, that's what I was going to say with OAC. He was like, man, he looks great. I said, well, they fucking should. Yeah. For $250, they should come out of the box and make us drool. If not, want to, you know, wheel one off real quick. But this guy in particular, I don't know what it is. I'm sure Trevor could articulate it more because he has way more of these than I do. It's just a damn fine looking figure. There, there's, I, I really have nothing to complain about it. I really don't. Well made. Uh, well Because sculpted. best of all, I'll be getting the full Beskar version whenever I pay that one off and they, they ship it. So I'm going to have both of Dins that I wanted anyways. But man, I... I for the money, yes, it should look this way, but I really think Hot Toys uh, up their game on the first DIN to come out in the 1-6 scale. So uh, that's really all I had for you. I, I, in terms of like family shit to watch, uh, I'm going to throw out a recommendation there because I'm a huge fan of Bautista. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I finally got to watch My Spy on Amazon Prime. It's just like a, a okay. silly PG-13 kind of comedy he does with it with a little girl it, i don't know it was a fun movie a fun kind of family movie to watch even though it was clocked in at pg-13 i i knew it was entertaining because the uh, the little one paid attention to it and didn't start just spinning out and doing her usual <laughs> end of night kind of uh, it, it's like a i don't know what happens to kids it's like they get shot up with cocaine uh late at night and they just go bonkers daddy so, i'm bored something like that. exactly yeah. like just spin around like a top so I mean, that's pretty much what i got into from the last time we saw you i've completed the lego nes at least the console and controller version that was a fun build as well uh but not much like i said a lot of my uh I, the last shit i want to talk about is star wars squadrons in particular the vr mode which fucking a dude fucking a yeah we'll get I told to Nick- it <laughs> We'll get to it, but I, I told Nick before we went live, if I had engineering skills, I'd be crafting a cardboard box structure in my front yard and start advertising for a new theme park ride at my house for fans of Star Wars to feel what it's like to sit in the cockpit of Rebels slash New Republic fighters and Imperial fighters because holy shit. This is what VR was made for. Yeah, yeah. This is pod racing, <laughs> as Anakin likes to say. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Nick, anything? I mean, what would what, you get into between now and the last, or the last show and now? Anything interesting? <sighs> Not anything. Uh, did, your, too... did your lightsaber show up? Did you fight Amazon? <laughs> did your house fall apart? I mean, nothing. Nothing, nothing so far. So I just uh, so so no lightsabers will be coming for me. My lightsabers are done. I'm not spending any more money on lightsabers at this moment, mostly because, you know, I don't trust Amazon for pre-orders anymore, and I don't really need to be spending money on that. But yeah, I mean, for me, really, 
The only big thing is squadrons drop. My my thoughts and opinions on those, which I will hold. Until- it's going to be fun. Let, there's your tease, people. Yeah. If, you, if you are interested in our squadrons talk, the tease, uh, we're not going to agree that much yeah. on certain things. And it's, it's not a fair comparison because he doesn't have the VR. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, so that'll be, that'll be a fun talk. And then... Yeah, man, not, not much else in terms of the land of, of Nick and what's going on now. I Like, I, I don't know. Our, our president had COVID and I don't know what the fuck is going on with this world. But that's, he's, he's a superhero, man. He's already out of the hospital, taking mask off, breathing it, going on rides with Secret Service. He, I mean, it, it, not to not to get into politics here, but it, it just this episode, it didn't shock me at all. The way it's going to end won't shock me, and the way the base has responded to it doesn't shock me. They, they literally they're running with now that the story is Joe Biden's a pussy because he's never gotten it, and Trump has, so he clearly knows how to deal with COVID, unlike anyone else. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So this is again, welcome to America, the, aka the Bizarro all Land. All the people who are hoping from a positive outcome from this one, why would you ever think that something involving this man would be positive? into of course you were wrong nothing is ever positive with (laughs) with trump involved so uh there we go so that's that's yeah not too much happening in the life of nick right now all right well then let's shift gears and get right into those topics as you can see on the screen if you are in the live stream if you're not we we try to at least give you the uh, postcast shell that links out to all the uh articles here for you that we're going to talk about and we got one for you Funko Pop fans out there. I used to be a Funko-er. Uh, these days I am in the process of trying to get rid of all my Funkos, and it's been going well. I'm holding on to the Star Wars ones for the time being. Uh, but a lot of the Marvel, DC, and just randos are are being bought for well over the usual $10 price, period, or price point for Funkos. So... Who fucking knew, right? Yeah. Sometimes there is value in in these stupid ass things we collect. But if you're still into the Funko Pop line, in particular the Star Wars uh, waves, uh, I'm not gonna lie, Nick. These are kind of they're cute. Uh, yeah, that 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 is a great way to talk about Funko Pops. I didn't want to say it that way because uh, I didn't want to be called a pussy or anything. <laughs> but um, what we got last week, and this has been going on for a few months now. Um, the, what they call this, Nick, the Battle of Echo Base series. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all year long, this has been a celebration of Empire. It's its 40th anniversary. It, it was all also all for my 40th birthday. I mean, we, Lucasfilm, myself, my representatives, we all got together and kind of planned out this year and how we could honor our existence. Both Matt and ESB. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you'll notice I didn't get included in the Battle of Echo Base sets that Funko is putting out to honor Empire, but, you know, whatever. The the deal fell through. It is what it is. <laughs> but we got the the final reveal. So So what's so different about these pops, Nick is asking himself? Well, I think for the first time, at least in Star Wars, these kind of interconnect to create a, a, a scene. Okay. Uh, And the scene is the battle at Echo Base. And there were six total. Four are already out there. These are all Amazon exclusives. Uh, But we got the the last reveal. And and really the reason I'm talking about is because it's my boy. 
the the last reveal for this six piece set was it's is a Vader and a snowtrooper with an e web, mm-hmm. uh, just like they were in the, in the movie. Uh, so these are all out there. They're now available. The last two being Leia and Vader are pre-order only, but they will be shipping in November and December respectively. So if you're still Funkoing, they're out there. We've got a link for you. We'd love for you to use because it may or may not be an affiliate link. <laughs> so if you still buy this shit, go ahead and hit it from StarWarsTime.net. Yes, all right? please do. That, that'll at least swing us uh, at least 10 cents. Yeah. I mean, they look pretty cool. I like the Chewie because they did have this, they built him with like this windswept snow in his fur look. And I think yeah. that's really unique. So I, I yeah, I mean, dude, can. it's, it's hard for me to get up for Funkos, which is odd because, you know, three, four years ago, I would have been sitting here like, uh, blowing myself over these things, <laughs> uh, killing myself to get the pre-orders. I mean, I, I've shifted a lot of that into the, the figures these days, but they, they, they've almost fully lost their appeal on me at this point in time yeah it's star wars so yeah i'm still kind of just drawn to the star wars aesthetic but I'm, I'm also just looking at these like yeah that's from a bygone era for me and my collecting yeah it, it really is like i'm just so far beyond the chibi look which was my thing i mean i was chibi even before funko i'm chibi myself i've got kind of a little fat head and a short body I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if it was burnout or, like I said before, with uh, homeboy Brian Mariotti just going balls deep into every fucking license on the planet. Pop culture, be it uh, capitalism, it doesn't matter. The, it, there is a Funko Pop for it. Uh, I just can't really get excited for these anymore. But I still want to share them with other collectors, which is why we're talking about it. Yeah, I mean, for for the little amount of money that they cost, you know, like you mentioned just you know 10 15 bucks or something like that i always looked at them as good desk you know desk uh mates desk companions if you will um but i just like i don't know do you want to spend 70 dollars on this my cat is just all over the screen right now and everything so i have to move her well uh, does your cat have worms coming out of her asshole because mine does no no she is worm free like anyone if you've ever had a pet that that got worms it's a very interesting sight to behold when you can see live worms escaping from their rectums like i mean they're literally out there flopping around like hey what's up i've made it all the way through the intestines the colon and now i am coming out the sphincter yeah my life is complete actually i would think a worm coming out the asshole is like oh shit like I, I fucked up. Yeah, I didn't want to. Come I hung this far. on. I hung on to the turd too long. Too, right? Too far. <laughs> yeah, she's. Oh my god, it's fucking gross. I just need to light my house on fire with these two cats we brought in from the wild. We got fleas out the ass, worms every other month. Uh, they both produce more urine and shit than I've ever seen any animals <laughs> produce in my life. Uh, but they're they're starting to grow on me, as most animals do. All right, dude, so uh, kind of moving on, sticking with the toy stuff. What the fuck, StarWarsTime.net? Get your shit together. What in the hell is going on with this post? Mine, uh, anyways. Looks, mine looks good. I don't know, maybe hit a refresh on it, but yeah, mine. Holy hell. I mean, it's like, it's like parallaxing for no reason, but that is how our site functions in Safari. Ugh, Safari. Um, you know what I mean? I mean... Uh, I don't know what it is. It's been nine years since Mr. Jobs has passed away. 
but Apple, yeah, they're still the, the most uh, profitable tech company in the world. They're a trillion dollar company. But their shit is is like Microsoft level vomit these days. I think it's, yeah. I mean, right now, Apple is definitely just sliding on by on its name. <laughs> they haven't really done anything. Yeah, to I, I, and I'm, I'm a fan. I mean, I, call, call me a Kool-Aid drinker, whatever you want to do. I, I know what works and I know what you have to spend time troubleshooting. And I, I rarely spend time troubleshooting Apple devices. But in terms of what made Apple famous, the innovations, uh, the creativity, the imagination, that shit is dead. Yeah. Like dead. And they've just gotten lazy with, with, with software. I mean, I remember you get a new Apple OS and be like, your whole fucking computer was new. Now it's like, okay, what's not going to work? It's very <laughs> Windows-esque these days. Uh, and the browser itself, like, I don't know what my fucking mental problem is with still using Safari. Yeah, I was going to ask, what's the deal with that? This is a me problem, my friends. So don't be like me. If you use something that fucking breaks every day, don't use it. Don't use it. I'm a fucking jerk off. Like that is that is picture perfect jerk off behavior. I, I can't tell you why I do it, dude. I can't tell you why. I think it's because it's the 10 years of running entertainment boot every day. It was always in Safari. So I have like a, a tab flow. Yeah. It's it's probably just another one of my uh, Matt OCD problems. Uh, I need to go find Tony Soprano's shrink, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so sorry. I'm, I'm very tangent-filled today. I've talked about worms coming out of cat asses and now Apple not quite being Apple anymore. Uh, but anyways, on to our next topic here, and it is it is toys again, uh, the expensive kind, the, the kind I just showed you, the the big boy and big girl toys. And that is, and, and this was typical Star Wars time show fashion, I believe this was announced after our show last week. Uh, we kind of had a hint that one of these figures was coming from Hot Toys when we talked about the 1-6 scale Ahsoka live action version based on her appearance in the Clone Wars. We did see some hints of Maul in those shots of Ahsoka, and now we got the final confirmation here. Yep. Here is Maul himself in 1-6 scale form with an appearance based on the final four episodes of The Clone Wars. Uh, hey, Papa joined up. What's up, buddy? Uh, so, Nick, I guess, I mean, you know me and Maul. When I saw this, I was like, fucking A, this is going to be my third 1-6 scale Maul. Yeah. <laughs> you also know the toy community and how fucking fickle and picky they are, especially with glamour shots. I have seen some talk out there that this is a yucky mall a yucky mall is it because it's like his yeah. face like his I, yeah i think it was i think it i think the bitching point is on the face sculpt I, i'm not so sure if someone's in here that does not like this mall let us know what is burning your ass about him i but mean he does have a chubby face which i will say is probably not exactly how okay. he, his yeah face there's looks. there's one six hey one six expand upon that like what it, it, it's the sculpt Okay, Papa's passing on it too. So that those are two big Maul fans. Like we know they love Maul, but they're both uh, passing on I, this. I, I'll say this: like the, when I look at his face, his face looks more like the face of Maul and Solo did because it was it was Ray Park, you know, and Ray Park is a little bit puffier now. So and and I think that this face is not really okay. So Nick, you without even being a toy expert 
hit on what the experts are saying in the live stream here. So let okay. me read it for those of you that listen on audio. Uh, but according to One Six Shooter, who obviously the dude's name is One Six Shooter, this is his shit. Professional. Uh, I, I would say Trevor has, and correct me if I'm wrong, a uh, hundred One Six scale figures, if not more. Uh, at least over 50, I would imagine. Uh, but apparently, and this makes sense now based on what Nick was saying, they're reusing these solo head sculpts. So it's exactly okay. what you were saying. And, and, and I guess that does kind of make them a little funky because at this point in time, it shouldn't have been the solo mall. It should have still been TPM-ish mall. Unless they're going with the fact that all of his years in the pit and the suffering have just aged him so much that fuck it, he he's he's solo mall at this point. It's just like his his face is too thick. Like he, like he was so slender and slim in the in the final four episodes of the Clone Wars that there's no way that he looked like that. So I mean that was the first thing that I noticed when I looked at it. I was like, oh, he's looking. He's looking like Chubby Mall in this, which is not exactly. I mean, here's I'll give you my my two cents. I mean, big surprise. I'm going to fucking pre-order him. I'm a jerk off. I'm trying. I like after last week's show and looking at my new toy table and all the shit I haven't fucking touched <laughs> and adding up the money. I um I, I need to get better at just like, oh, it's new. I need it. I'm buying it. That, that shit has got to stop. This year was an outlier with all the bullshit, not taking vacations, getting a $2,000 fucking COVID credit. I, I was getting fast and loose with the cash. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I got crazy this year, especially with the fucking one six scale stuff like nutty. Uh, so I, I've committed. I'm not getting the, the, the SHF. Uh, heavy i'm not getting the shf armorer fuck it gotta stop matt you got to stop yeah i've been trying to cancel some other shit that i've had with japanese retailers and they're giving me a hard time so i may be (laughs) stuck with it anyways but when it comes to mall i'm getting them all right so i am getting this guy to me the first thing that was slightly off-putting is the is the full costume and this is going to sound really weird okay I, i do not like the color scheme I do not like, and I'm pulling up this shot here where he's like kind of in a, in a pose with a saber, but I don't like that purplish gray looking under tunic with the dark black, the no shirt with just the, the, the leather uh, straps over top of it. Like, so to me the again, this, this sounds ridiculous. We're talking about fucking Barbies here, but the, <laughs> the costume did not look uh, appealing to me. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Co- color wise like i don't know the color just seems off like fuck mall just wear black pants bro yeah i don't know why you're whipping brown pants for no reason honestly like come on guy but yeah i mean in my opinion the standout thing from this whole set is the sarcophagus and i you know we haven't gotten to that yeah so I, I mean I, I got it up now uh, this obviously if you watch the clone wars uh, we, we saw them put maul into one of these space wizard sarcophaguses that the mandalorians created to control the space wizards during the mandalorian jedi wars uh, we got our boy Tars on there, I believe, all that fun stuff. But yeah, his box is going to be this. And I don't think it's going to be an actual steel tin. Oh. It's probably still going to be cardboard. Uh, it's not going to matter, though, because for photography, if you, if you light it the right way and use, you know, atmosphere, this, that, and the other thing, I've seen people turn literally cardboard containers that look sort of like a fake-ass Millennium Falcon into the Millennium <laughs> Falcon's, you know, drop bridge. So... 
I, I think this could definitely offer up some some fun shots. Uh, but back to the mall and just kind of what's going on in the chat here. Um, <clears throat> definitely going to pre-order him. I mean, he's like a, a year or two out. So like I was telling Bossagen in our DMs, it's not even real money at this point. <laughs> you can do the layaway and just pay, you know, the $20 reserve fee and forget about it. And then, you know, eight months down the road, you'll look at your Discover card and be like, holy fuck, I spent $1,000 this month on what? And then you'll see CKO. Sideshow toys, blah, 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 blah. All these $60, $70 flexible payment charges. Um, but I guess just to wrap them all before we move on to the, the next new hot toy is, a, I think everyone is right in their critique. It's just, do you have the power to say no? I do not. Maul has become, as I said, I think my my number two character. Uh, I, I'm getting them all. I'm getting the solo mall. I've got the TPM mall. You got to get the Clone Wars mall, yeah. right, Trevor? <laughs> You've got to get it. You got to complete the set. Put it out of your head. Retooled or not, they're going to fix it. You know you need it. You know you need it. Okay, I'll leave you at that. So uh, I didn't have pricing at the time of this. I was off. I think this guy's going to be about 240 uh, of course, I didn't come back here and, and put the pricing in. I'm never going to do that, even though I say I'm going to do it on every cast <laughs> and in every post. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but I, I know for a fact, if you're in the States, you can get him and the next guy we're going to talk about, which is the Coruscant Guard. You can get them both for under 500 bucks. Isn't that a deal? Whoa, look at <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, Trevor keeps saying pass. He's going to get it. You know, he's going to get it. As soon as someone gets it and takes a great shot, he's going to be like, fuck. God damn it. I got to do it. I now. fucked up. I got to get you to buy something, Trevor, because I'm starting to feel itchy about that Sentinel you tricked me into. So I, I got to like kind of pass the buck to you. Yeah. Uh, I still have not gone in on the Razorcrest HasLab yet. I've got time. Oh, wow. Got time. And I am going to do that one because, that, like I said, that's a fucking art piece. Um, anyway, so uh, in addition to the mall from the Clone Wars, we I, I'm guessing this is going to be the final entry in this surprise live action, the Clone Wars hot toy set that we got here. And that is, of course, and guard. Uh, they kind of look like modern day shock troopers. I always thought they were called shock troopers, but I guess I'm an idiot. Yes, they're just course uh, guards. Coruscant guards, name. these are the dudes. Yeah, these are the dudes that rolled with Palp to Mustafar to, to scoop up Anakin's bloodied ass. Uh, we did see him in the Clone Wars. They're the ones that were escorting Maul's sarcophagus. And yeah, that's why we're getting them in Hot Toys format. Uh, but these guys, again, it's hard to fuck up a clone at this scale, right, Nick? Yeah, it's just like, just change the paint color. <laughs> Like just yeah, and and they look fucking have. they look awesome. I, yeah. I I I think anything we can all agree on from the prequels is that the clones are the best part. Yeah, uh, the, the clones are fucking fantastic. Obviously bolstered through the Clone Wars, where we got actual personalities versus just literally Cody, Gree, and uh, who else? Bly and, and Gree and Bly were really just like yes sir, yes sir, bang bang bang. You know you don't really get shit. Uh, so yeah, th this is another definite ad for me just cause now I'll have the Rex, I'll have this guy, I'll have the Ahsoka, I'll have the mall. You can see the trend, my friends. I just said I wasn't going to get caught up in the shit again, but I essentially am going to have the whole, the Clone Wars motherfucking wave. Caught up is what happened. Cause don't forget, they also released an Anakin Clone Wars live action and an Obi-Wan Clone Wars live action oh, and a Cody. It's getting crazy, but I didn't get the Cody. Fuck that yeah. shit. So. <laughs> Uh, but these guys, man, I mean, like I said, hard to fuck up a clone. 
uh, they're, they're going to look great with that sarcophagus. I mean, obviously the product shots, they did that on purpose. Yeah, dude, I'm that not saying sarcophagus yet. looks good, especially with them escorting it. If it's, Fuck I yeah. doubt that there's really a red light in there that lights up and lets you see them all. But if there was, that'd be fucking sick too. Even better. You never know. I mean, sometimes hot toys goes to that level of detail. Uh, I can tell you, I will not be buying four of these guys. Uh, so you're not going to see any shots like this. And uh, you know, it's me. You're probably not going to see any shots of these guys at all. <laughs> uh, cause these days I literally am, am, am crippled and it's sad to see in our discord. I think young Liam has caught my disease. Tones is getting the disease now. I don't know if toy photography is just kind of wearing itself out or, or what, but it, it seems my nonsense is spreading to other star Wars time show fans. I think you got to like, be you're, you're infecting me. them. You're infecting right. them. With Don't your... be me. I will say that Buy with any toys. hobby, I mean, regardless of what it is, everybody knows this who has hobbies, you know, if it's gaming or if it's playing, you know, sports or something like that. Eventually, if you do it too much, like if you do it to the point to where you're like doing it every day and like you get to the point where you're like Matt and it's, it becomes a job, then it just loses its appeal to you. You yeah. know, like it, even even something as simple as playing video. If you play video games for six hours a day then you're going to lose interest in it pretty quickly. And that's that's what happened with Matt and I when we were gaming all the time. Like, we got to a point where it's just like, I don't give a fuck. It's like, whatever. Yeah, that looks cool. I'll buy it. The game will sit on my shelf and I'll never play it. So for those of you yeah, who, are, I, who are feeling the burnout, give yourself a month off, two months off. Relax. Don't even buy a new toy because that just see, that, contributes Nick, that to is it. the hard part. That is the hard part. Because in our, in our world... If you miss a buy, you've missed out. That, that's where the FOMO comes in. I mean, a lot of the people, a lot of the hardcore people in here, uh, they're going for the hard to get shit, the shit you got to get, you got to overpay for. So it's hard to not only think about, hey, I, I'm not going to get sucked into the IG sickness of a got to post, got to post, got to get into the toy pops. But then you also got to deal with, I'm going to miss out on this or that exclusive. Oh my God, it becomes too much. And we shut down and we spend all our money <laughs> and then we take no toy shots. So I don't know. Uh, it is what it is. You just got to, you got to be able to step away for a little bit and feel. Yeah, even look, even, even one six is feeling it. He's saying here, he he's blaming it on the COVID and just being locked up in the house. So yeah. he doesn't want to spend any more time in the house doing shit. And I get it too. I mean, I, I've told it, it's. It's be working from home, have the wife working from home, uh, teaching the kid, trying to do like preschool shit. Uh, so if I'm not doing my Star Wars stuff, I'm doing my real life stuff or I'm taking care of my kid. I'm trying to make sure she's not a moron or a piece of shit, which is an oxymoron when I'm the one trying to teach her how to be a human. That does not go well. All right. Daddy is not the right person to be with a little girl for hours on end. <laughs> Uh, I, I've told this story before, but <laughs> well, I forget what the hell we were watching Empire Strikes Back and, and she literally unprompted turned to me and said, hey, daddy, Darth Vader's a pussy, right? Oh, and I was yeah, just like, said oh, that on, shit. I remember you said that on the show. I was like, oh, fuck. Yes, I love you for saying that and, and feeling that. <laughs> but please don't talk like that in front of normal people because they'll take you away from me. Uh, so just more of that stuff. Like she says stupid a lot, which apparently to 
a lot of parents these days is worse than saying like fuck you for really? a little kid wow dude I, I i mean come on people i mean you know me I, i'm not like some sjw I, i'm all about social justice this that and everything but i'm not someone that's gonna be like oh you said stupid you're you're that's terrible i even it, like it's i still like saying retard even i know you can't say that so i'm not like fully nuts but i will draw a line at stupid like, I'm not going to sit there and make my kid feel bad for herself because she said stupid. It's like there needs to be some level of acceptance of like, look, kids are going to say words that aren't nice, but that doesn't like you can't you can't just remove everything that's not nice from society. <laughs> I know, it's it's like it's stupid. And I have like the dirty looks I get from other parents if I say stupid. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. I was running around saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you in first grade. Look, I'm sort of Yeah, you're normal. a successful human being. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> I, obviously, my mouth never got better, but I'm not a fucking complete degenerate, as I say the F word like 900 times. So uh, you get the idea. We're all kind of feeling the burn here. Uh, I think Papa has made made the best of of his time with the toy photography, going to the beach and all the shit he wheels out there. Yeah. Um, but we're all kind of feeling that the drag of this of this year and uh, lockdowns, this that and the other thing. I guess that's if you believe in being locked down or, or not going out and living like it's normal life. But it's been kind of a bummer. Uh, I mean, I wish I could show you all the toys, just fucking beautiful toys sitting here. Get no attention from the camera. Not that I, it would be great attention from my camera, but you know what it's I do. Some I, uh, give them a little portrait here or there. I try to make them look good. Uh, it's just sad. So uh, I'll figure it out. Th- this Mando guy, though, there's no way I'm letting homie sit. <laughs> I-, I have a feeling this guy's going to get my fat ass out there to take some pictures of because th- that Hot Toys Mandalorian is just a piece of art. All right, so, uh, yeah, Coruscant Guard Hot Toys, Mall Clone Wars Hot Toys, they're up for pre-order now over on Sideshow. Uh, we actually have Link the Jedi in the chat. This is a guy that somehow scores all the Hot Toys figures, like, months before they make it to the States. Nice. So if you ever want to see, like, some of this shit, few weeks, few months before you can get them over here, if you only go through Sideshow, make sure to check out Link the Jedi on Instagram. Okay, buddy, uh, last toy segment, I promise you, Nick. You're not going to have to get the the body double this week. We're doing all right. We're only 40 minutes in, and we're almost done with toys. There we go. So take a deep breath. Uh, but this one, I, I mean, this, this may only resonate with the hardcore toy collectors that kind of stay on top of brands, this, that, and the other thing. But uh, we got a story this week. It came from SW Action News via Exclude Magazine. That's where I picked it up from. But Diamond Select Toys, if you've collected Marvel figures before or comic book shit, you probably have grabbed yourself some Diamond Select Toys. Uh, it's not a bad line at all. I mean, quite frankly, the figures are 25 to 30 bucks. They're 112-ish. They're 112-ish. Okay. Uh, they're typically an inch or two taller than your usual six-inch figure. Uh, but they usually have decent detail, decent posability, decent sculpts, and decent accessories. So it, it's, a, it's an affordable line to collect, but they, they typically just stuck with Marvel comic book type of stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks to SW Action News, I mean, unless this is an elaborate fake, which if someone is going to this lengths to cook up a fake like this, they might as well just go get a job in the fucking toy marketing industry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
uh, because this would be one of the most impressive fakes I've ever seen, but they, they have this picture of a Diamond Select Star Wars figure, which happens to be one Bozo Fett. Uh, it seems like uh, we can't have enough Boba Fett figures at this scale, Nick, so I guess we need a Diamond Select version. <laughs> Um, but I don't know, the reason we're talking about this is just because this, this would be the first foray of Diamond Select into this type of Star Wars collectible. So, it, so basically what, what I'm hearing here is that there's, you know, the, the Star Wars landscape for toys has been relatively, I don't want to say stagnant, but it's got its players and there's been no new entries yeah, into it it's, for it's, a while. It's and, pretty much Hasbro. Yeah, it's it's Hasbro and then your your Japanese toy makers like Hot Toys, Figure Arts. Right, exactly. And and that's really about it, Mafex. And now you're you're potentially having a new 112 scale builder come in and and inject some new life into the lines, but is it so would you say that 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 Diamond Select is better or or worse, maybe on par with Hasbro. Like, where do they rank in terms of their? their- they're they're pretty damn equal. Okay. Um, sometimes, at least in, on the comic line, sometimes Diamond Select goes for more of a tunish looking face sculpt. Okay. Uh, so if this is real and Diamond is making more Star Wars toys, I'd have to see like what an unmasked figure would look like. Uh, but for the most part, they they make a damn good figure for around 30 bucks or less so they are i I would say almost direct competition to the black series line um they 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 almost pose the same if not better uh you're typically gonna get a few more accessories i guess i would compare diamond select to these new 30 dollar deluxe packages that black series is putting out like that like the jar jar or the or the, the new boba fett okay okay I think it's interesting because it, it does disrupt the toy line a little bit. It gives Hasbro a reason to say like, hey, you know, maybe we up our game now. Maybe we start offering a little bit more in our packages. Maybe we increase the quality of our sculpts just because now you have a direct, if you do have a direct competitor in your line, that makes it better for both sides. It makes it better right. for, uh, you know, us as the consumer, but it also is better for the manufacturers themselves because they have to up their game. So I don't know if this is like, well, you yeah, said, I mean, I maybe it'll force, fake, but maybe it will convince Hasbro to start doing more of their, would I just call it their, uh, Oh my God. I just said it with Jar Jar and Boba Fett. Yeah. The, we, we the, call it the, 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 the deluxe, special the, edition. The yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm fucking brain dead today. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe it'll get Hasbro to start making more deluxe packages. Uh, one six just got in here and was like, yeah, I mean, the articulation isn't, I, I do agree that it feels like the plastic is a little stiffer on diamond select, but again, sometimes the sculpts are, are pretty fucking gnarly looking like as in good gnarly. Yeah. Uh, I, I have some decent Marvel figures from diamond select. So it, it will be interesting to see if, if this is legit, if they're getting into it, is it just going to be Boba Fett? Are they going to do the usual round of figures for a new line, which would probably be Vader or Stormtrooper? I mean, empire's easy to make. It's when you start getting in the faces where shit can get a little, little squirrely. Yeah. Like are we going to go back to, pre-photo real face and have some derpy diamond select characters or will they truly rival what hasbro is putting out today so i don't know it's something to keep on your radar if you are a collector yeah good stuff we'll see in a few months if they actually do 
a a formal announcement of like, hey, Diamond Select is getting into the Star Wars line. So there we go. Yeah, yo, you gotta love collectors, man. They find shit and they start spreading that word out there. But yeah. I mean, some people are like, is this a fake? And as I said at the onset of this segment, I mean, if you if you're looking at this image on the live stream or in the post, if you're listening to the audio version only. If you can produce this type of shit in your house, like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I was going to say if, for this to be a fake, that would be a very <laughs> elaborate fake because not only are you making, I mean, I, I would assume that there is no other Boba Fett out there that has these exact accessories that look this exact correct. Way. Correct. So you have to make the accessories. You, I mean, if you have a 3D printer, it's easy enough, I guess, but you have to make the accessories. You have to paint it. You have to you have to make the FET itself and paint it. You have to make the plastic mold for the box that literally right. fits it exactly. And that's what I'm getting at. Like like just the we could kind of fucking pretend that someone with the right 3D printer could cook up a figure that looks this good. Let let's just pretend that. Yeah, let's I, I still don't think you can, but let let's pretend. The fucking packaging, like, get out of here. Yeah. There, there's no way. I mean, there's no way. You, you would need to get a, you know, a, essentially, I used to work in a, in a dairy plant, and we would make the, our own plastic jugs. You would essentially have to have a, a, a plastic processor, get your plastic beads from Exxon, dump it into the processor, and have it blow out these these trays to keep the figure in. And then you'd have to be able to print the cardboard and fold it exactly like Diamond Select packages or toys. I don't know if you can see that, Nick, but Diamond Select, for some reason, always like does that, that, that tr- little triangle, triangle fold yeah. uh, to kind of seal the box in. Interesting. Uh, so I, I really don't think it's a fake. It's just like, all right, if this is out there and it is official, what, what's Disney and Diamond Select waiting for to just be like, hey, surprise, ta-da. I'm assuming, you know what this is for? I'm assuming this is a Mando Monday type of reveal. It, it, yeah, I mean, it definitely could be Mando Monday. It could be if, a holiday. If, if our man, I'm calling it right now, if our man is in the show, like Tamara kind of leaked on his, his showcast thing, I could see this showing up on a Mando Monday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? Like, hey, hey, Bob is back. Let's diamond select his ass. Yeah, there you go. He's a Mandalorian, and some, you know, in some people's minds, I guess. I don't know if it, if it's ever been confirmed whether he's a real Mandalorian or not. But he fits. He fits in the Mando Monday little bucket. So, well, we know he's a fucking clone yeah. for sure. Like, I mean, I think Django, we could play the the what what aboutism game right like yeah. is well he, he was he was not? he amanda wasn't he this that he was on concord don but not true mandalore blah 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 is blah. he a creed we know for is a fucking, he not a creed exactly at least we we'll, you know from the movies the clone wars the prequels whatever bob is a fucking clone yeah. so he could only buy into the creed in my opinion. Yeah, he, he right? would he, have he, to be he a can, Mando by Creed. And exactly. I, to me, he's no different than Din. He is a whatever the fuck they called those found, found lost link. kids. Yeah, foundling. Same thing. Same fucking thing. Yeah. And he's still a bozo. <laughs> we watched Return of the Jedi yesterday. The kid just wanted on. It made me happy because I thought she hated Star Wars at this point. But you just watch the opening sequence. I mean... Yes, he looks cool as fuck, guys. I, I I will never discount his look. But between what he does in Empire and and literally just it is it is a it is a a comedy show what he does in Return of the Jedi. 
It really is. I, we said this before. You could play the fucking Benny Hill music to that exchange, and it would it wouldn't be that out of place. <laughs> he right, fails. Man. I mean, literally, uh, he points his gun at Luke. Looks like whatever. Cuts the gun in half. Wraps Luke up. Looks like whatever. Cuts that. At that point, he falls on the ground because he he gets tripped from the tension from his wire. Luke's like, what, I'm going to go fight the other skiff. He jumps over there. Boba stands back up. He looks fucking drunk, holding his missile, like his flamethrower arm at Luke. Like, oh, I got to line this shit up long enough for a blind Han to accidentally ignite his rocket pack <laughs> with a staff. Like, what the fuck? It was perfectly done. It was exactly what Boba wanted to do. <laughs> So. Even my wife, like, you, she, you think she listens to my dumbass about anything? No. Like, about Star Wars? You think she listens to this dumbass show? No. Of course not. She, she probably fucking hates it, because when I do the show, like, she actually has to kind of block off time from work to, you know, deal with the little one. Even she, last night when we were watching this, she goes like, why does everyone think Boba Fett's such a badass? I was like, wow, that's a great fucking question. I'm glad someone like you brought that up because at this point, when I talk about it, people think I'm just trolling their asses. Uh, so he is. He's straight up Bozo Fett until he gets redeemed. It can happen. Uh, it, it, I, I can change. I can change people. I can grow. I, I've grown with my... Uh, in, uh, with my take on the prequels yeah over all these years and, the, and thanks to the clone wars i've i've changed my tune a bit on them in particular anakin so it, it can happen you never know all right man let's put the toys to bed and get to what i really want to start riffing on just because it just it made me feel like uh, i don't know a one two three year old matt uh, one, two, three-year-old Matt Star Wars fan. And I'm talking about Star Wars Squadrons. In particular, it's VR component. Um, so, Nick, I guess... I'll, I'll, let's just, let, let's I'll just let get you... into the game Sans VR. Because like, yeah. I don't want to sit here and toot its horn and have you come in, drop your pants, <laughs> and, and, lay, and lay a Cleveland steamer right <laughs> on my chest, okay? So, let, let's just... Right off the bat, talking about it, no VR, go. So in my opinion, and I've played through, you know, I've probably played four, four-ish hours of the game, con like campaign mode only. I haven't played online. Um, it's honestly kind of ho-hum to me. I, I feel like this was a free-to-play game that Motive first cooked up. And then EA told them like, hey, tack on some sort of bullshit campaign and then we can charge people for it because that is what really, you know, that's all, all that I've played so far. And, and for me, this campaign feels like it, it's whatever. Here's a mission brief and then do the same shit you do on every other mission. Just go blow shit up in space. Oh, look, there's a bunch of TIE fighters flying over here. Blow those up. There's a bunch of X-Wings flying over. Blow those up. Right. And then make sure that this thing doesn't get blown up over here. Honestly, like the the graphics are great because they're made with the Battlefront 2 engine. You can tell that immediately from the first time you look hey, at let, it. Let me ask you a question though. Do you not feel like the graphics, even in standard mode, were at least in the non-flying sections, like when you're on either of the ships, right? Yeah. When you're standing. And around. you're either in the hangar talking to your 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 squad mates or you're in the briefing room. Do you not feel like that environment even itself was built for a VR experience? Oh yeah, and I'll like tell with you, how I'll static it why. is, and 
and you can't even move fluidly, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's the it's the staggered step shit. That was the first thing I fucking told you. I was like, dude, you can't even like you. They don't even let you walk around. <laughs> no. You, like it's no. So that, that's why I said to you when you said that. I was like, oh well, then it's clear to me now that they they one hundred percent built the campaign with a vr mindset exactly they, they didn't build it for non-vr they build it for vr yeah uh, so that was like because let's be real i played in vr and i had literally one of the best if not the best gaming experiences of my 40 years i'm not fucking around i've been to multiple eas i i, I i'm sorry multiple e3s I, I i've been playing games with developers before they're ready i mean i've done some really fucking cool shit in the video game space not so much in the star wars space in the video game space i've done some really fucking rad shit this game with the vr is hands down the most fun I've ever had playing a a VR game without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Playing a game, it's up there. I mean, I, it's hard to say it's more fun than when I spent a year playing Gears of War with people online all over the world. Uh, but in terms of the experience, it, it's a fucking gem. But while playing it, I was going like, holy shit, like if you're not using VR in these little campaign story sections, this could get kind of fucking off-putting and wonky. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've never played a VR game, they they try to remove any sort of fluid motion because it makes most people fucking yak. Yeah. Uh, Like, like if you're in a first-person game, like a shooter, you know how you can, you can, Literally strafe all around, move the camera wherever you fucking want it, and moves freely. In VR, they they have something that's called like stop turns, where you, you you'll hit right and it will it will take you like a quarter turn right. You hit right again, it will take you to where you're looking behind you, so on and so forth. Four clicks, you'll be back to your starting position. Now, in the, even in this game, you could turn it off and, and try to smooth scroll it, but it's still you do not move your character. You move your character's head and look at shit and tell it. Go to the briefing room. Yeah, exactly. Go to the hangar. Talk to Gunny. Talk to, you know, homeboy. And and even in those sections, it would have taken, like, look, I'm not a game developer. I went to school for game development, so I know what it takes a little bit to just add in tiny pieces of interaction. It would have not, it, it wouldn't have taken them that long to allow you to just say something back to, like, if, like you said, you talk to Gunny. And it, you literally, you hit X over yeah, Gunny's head and she talks at you and she even like, she'll even pose a question to you. You can't respond. And then <laughs> there's a pause. And then five seconds later, she continues talking. And right. it's like, one, there's nothing that you gain in terms of insight into the campaign or what's happening from those conversations. All you get is like Easter egg drops. Like, you know, you'll get like, oh, we're talking about Harrison Dula or we're talking about this. Like, you'll get little Easter egg drops in it every now and then. But it's completely pointless. At least if they would have allowed you to, like, choose a dialogue option to say back to her, you feel like there's some sort of actual interaction happening within that conversation. But there's none. I, of I, I, I don't disagree with that take at all. I mean, I'll I'll explain how I interpret all those in VR. But I, Nick has very valid critiques of this game because I, you know, being someone that used to review games for a live, well, not really a living, but you know, a, a slight subsidized living, I'd get review copies. I mean, yeah, I, I take it seriously. I don't just fucking blow smoke and throw it on. Like I'm a Star Wars fan. I fucking love it like that. I try to like let my fandom sit, take a back seat for a little bit. So I was like, you know, VR is fucking 
amazing. But I've got to see what the other crowd is dealing with. And when I turned the fucking VR off, I mean, whatever, you're on the bridge. I, I didn't expect this campaign to be like a fallen order or something deep. Uh, I, I think the, the story is serviceable to move you along and, and teach you about the game's controls. Yeah. It does like some of the cutscenes and some of the beef between the main characters. It adds a little bit of tension to the missions and the dialogue going across the radios. Uh, but I have to tell you when I, when I played it in non VR, I was like, this fucking sucks. Dude, there's spots I was like this, this is no fun. I don't even feel like I'm flying. I feel like I am a static, uh, cockpit Dude. drawing on the screen that just moves back and Dude, forth. I was, I was about to say that there are certain spots in the game where you can tell you're not moving and all that's happening is that there's lines coming at you yeah like right because the first time i noticed it i was flying so i was moving forward there was something in the distance and it wasn't getting closer to me so the only thing that was happening was there were lines, star lines <laughs> flying past my cockpit there was nothing getting closer there was no movement in terms of the people like usually when you're flying you're flying in a squad and like you can see the other ships moving in rel like relative position to your cockpit no, they're they're actually stuck to your controls. Yeah. Have you seen that? Like when you squat up, you they if you move turn you move. The, the whole you're controlling the whole fucking yeah. squad. So like I'm not so I'm flying straight. They're flying straight, so they're not moving. And the right. thing in the distance isn't getting closer, and all there is is star lines. I'm like, I know that I'm standing still. <laughs> And like, I, I got, hold, I got to interrupt you, dude. Greg, I'm, I, this is where we almost need callers, but <laughs> Greg had a great line here when you said you, you saw something in the distance and it wasn't getting bigger. He goes, was it a moon? <laughs> it was not a moon. <laughs> like, like Obi-Wan, he's like, that's too big to be a moon. So good one, Greg. We, we <laughs> love you, good, buddy. Uh, Sorry, Nick. But, no, Nick is 100% right. 100% right. When I took off my goggles, I was expecting like, it, it's not, I'm not going to feel like, woohoo! Ooh, this is wizard Annie like like I felt like with my fucking goggles on but I didn't expect to just go holy shit this this is the most unenjoyable game I've ever played because it looks like I am standing still in space yeah dude it was like, I did not feel like I was flying at all I I, I felt it, the game felt harder like I couldn't judge uh, I had no spatial awareness I couldn't judge like oh shit I just ran into a fucking star destroyer because I thought I was going underneath it um, where with the VR, you get all that stuff. So yeah, man, I, I, I would usually sit here and try to tell young Nick that he's wrong <laughs> and he's stupid. And my opinion is right. You guys know that I'm that type of person until I realize I'm wrong. Then I'll admit defeat. Uh, but this game could truly be reviewed as VR version and standard version. The standard version of this game's campaign, as Nick has said, is as vanilla blah, blah as it gets. Yeah. Uh, I, I am with you, man. I could see how there is zero excitement in, in the actual missions and how there is less excitement on the bridges. And and here's the thing. I, I'll caveat all. And this we haven't played multiplayer yet, which, again, this is what this game was made exactly. for. So we're just reviewing the campaign and the VR next week. Hopefully we'll come at you with some multiplayer yeah. impressions and Nick could completely change because this game outside of being designed for VR, in my opinion, was purely made as a competitive multiplayer game. Mm -hmm. And I think with the right squads, based on the gameplay and the controls, it could be quite excellent. We just haven't got there yeah. yet. Yeah, so that's exactly where I was going, is that 
I want to caveat some of the things I'm saying. I, I haven't played a flight sim, a space oriented game in years, very long right. time. So like this, this honestly is a relatively new genre for a lot of people, like outside yeah. of Microsoft's flight simulator. I can't think of just a pure flight game in even the last 10 to yeah, 15 I know. years. It's like Ace Combat used to be a relatively popular game when it released on PS2. I think they had like one or two on PS3. But like, if you haven't played one of those types of games, it's very disorienting and hard. it's hard to get oh, yeah. used to. Right. And, and friends, this is not BF2 uh, space no, combat. No, it's very it's different. not even close. That is, that is very arcade-ish. You can go in the third person. Mm-hmm. This is pretty authentic in terms of you better know how to fucking pretend fly a starfighter and manage its systems and also use your squad communications. Yeah. So that that's something that, again, you have to get used to if you haven't done it in a while. So like even playing the game for, you know, four or five hours like I've played it, you, you still don't get used to it because moving in 3D space is a lot different than moving a 3D character in a flat plane space like you yes. used to in a video game. Yes. Like you don't have to worry about your Z axis, basically. All you have to do is worry about X and Y when you're playing a video game, when you're on the ground. When you have to worry about your Z axis and like you're literally spinning yourself, it can get very disorienting and it's hard to control that if you're not used to it. So that's one oh, yeah. thing that I'm I'm kind of trying to reteach myself. And then the big thing that you mentioned is this is a multiplayer game that they literally took, you know, two weeks to build out some bullshit campaign and <laughs> slapped it on there. So like the the true experience of this game is going to be in its multiplayer. And that's you don't like the dynamic between who is it, uh, Lyndon Javes and Terrell? Yeah, and, Lin- I mean, in the Starhawk and all like that. Project I, did think, I do think and, the Starhawk is an interesting ship, although it looks dumb as fuck. I, I, I will say that like they, they they at least tried, like they put together actual right. CG cutscenes, which is nice, and they had voice actors come in and do. These you know parts. what, Nick? I, I I did like. I didn't expect to get that that uh, prologue set right after. Yeah, I guess spoilers 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 there's a prologue but it's set right after the destruction of alderaan yeah uh any i like just little even dumb shit like that you know what i mean it's like okay yeah what 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 did some of the alderaanians do yeah i just i just wish that there was more substance and look like you said it's a 40 dollar game but to me this game was this this game is free to play if you don't tag on this crappy campaign mode like because look at what it is it is a ranked multiplayer game this is the first also this is the first star wars game that's released as a triple a title to ever have a ranked mode period like there's no oh, see i didn't ones. even know this type of shit so yeah thanks like there, for those insights there's, there's no other ones i mean like you can you can say that like you know Galaxy of Heroes has a ranked mode. That's what Squad Arena is. It is a ranked mode where you play against other, I mean, in that you play against other AI controlled, you know, player teams. But in this one, it's the only, it's like, it's like League of Legends or, or, or Dota. So, I mean, this could get competitive if it wanted to. It could. It could could. go esports. Because there's ranks that are like, you know, it's just like the Grand Arena Championship ranks where it's like you, you start off at fucking wood league or whatever it is chrome like bronzium or whatever's under bronzium and then you work your way up to kyber i don't know what the the rank system breakdown is in squadrons but it's like that and then people can start to like i think what they're hoping for is that they're hoping that some 
somebody who is a big enough fan of this will start to to make grassroots community camp like um tournaments and shit right. and then- i um i mean i still on my hoot suite i still have a lot of my gaming streams set up and i had a few of the pro gamers in there one in particular is prodigy uh, you guys might have remembered him he was on that one time only video game competition WCG. show it was actually kind of cool it was like big brother yeah I remember uh, that. but whoever was the best gamer won it and he took second place but uh, this guy robert i mean he's this is what he does and and they sent it to him early obviously to drum up interest and he actually was starting to generate a, a bit of a falling like holy shit this is fun compare let's go multiplayer rank you know how they yeah, are like yeah. you know, a lot of them are dude bro-ish but no, I mean, it is, uh, it definitely, this game was, was built for the multiplayer crowd. But as Nick said, and we're going to kind of uh, pivot here to my VR just kind of blowjob I'm going to give this game. Because uh, we're, we're, we're going to change the tone of the conversation completely now. Uh, if you just listened to it, you probably thought, hey, Squadron's meh meh, 6 out of 10, 7 if you're lucky, if you're a Star Wars fan. Well, now I'm going to give you the VR take and how it pretty much erases any of the issues Nick just brought up and that I I agree with him on when you just play it in in standard mode. Uh, So to address one of his big complaints of, you know, just the boring campaign, the interactions on the uh, both of your your ships being in the in the cockpits of your ships, that Nick gets completely glossed over because when you have that headset on, you are there. Mm -hmm. You are the pilot. You are talking to them. The, the spatial awareness is all around you. You can turn your head around, look all over the, uh, uh, the hangers. You're looking right at Gunny. You can look down at your body, your hands. So you feel present. And if you're like me, maybe you are talking back to the people because it feels that real and authentic. I'm not fucking around. I, I played VR for many, many years. Uh, I do like the medium. I just think software has been a letdown, as it usually is with this type of technology. But when I was in this game, and even during these mundane moments of, of literally just listening to your wingmates, your squad mates bitch and moan about stuff, I felt like a rebel. I felt like a TIE pilot. I felt present on that ship. And that as I said, was enough to just overlook what Nick was saying, the dialogue options, being kind of a a passive hero, not saying anything. I felt in the room, and that's all I can really ask for as a lifelong Star Wars fan. I felt like I was on the bridge. I was in those briefing rooms. I was right there face to face with Hera and Lyndon giving me missions. It, It just, it was a... It was a surreal experience, and I've been in plenty of VR worlds, but one that I love almost as much as my family members in Star Wars just kind of ramped up my, uh, I was just, I was just blown away. It it was, uh, the best way I can describe it, it was, I I felt giddy. I felt like a little kid. I felt like I I realized a dream I had when I was three years old to fly an X-Wing, to sit in that steel ball hall of a TIE fighter. So that that's where the VR gets even better. Like being on the ship, doing the passive shit, it's like, hey, whatever. It's mundane, but you feel present. Once you get into the cockpits, my friend, it's hard not to shed tears of joy. You know, being people like you and I, or the super fans here, 
we clearly take our love of Star Wars to a different level. Some may call it unhealthy. Some may call it nerdy. Some may call it strange. Whatever. But if you're someone that appreciates this franchise and what it's all about and what it's done to your life, how it's affected your life, how it's turned you into the person that you are today, I can tell you it will be nearly impossible to not get chills when you strap on a PSVR, an Oculus, whatever, and you sit in the cockpit for the first time and take off. Outside of just feeling the G-forces, I don't know what else these developers could have done with the VR in this game to make me feel like a real Star Wars starfighter pilot it was absolutely insane it's something that i miss doing even right now i want to be in that fucking headset i want to be flying an x-wing with my wingmates blowing up some motherfucking tie fighters it's just the the level of work that they put into crafting the interiors nick i'm telling you i i saw what you can see yeah with that headset on, I can I can look down, I can see my hand moving the joystick, I can see my hand moving the throttle. If you're in one of the bigger ships, like a TIE bomber or one of the transports, you can turn, turn around, see the whole, whole, the, the whole hall. Uh, you look out your window, you see the fleet. You feel a level of immersion that is, was surreal for a, a 40-year-old Star Wars fan. Yeah. I mean, I 100% felt like... A Luke, a Poe, an Anakin. Now I know what it feels like outside of pulling the G's. That's how damn good they did with the VR. It's, it, dude, if you would have videotaped me, you would have thought I was like on LSD or something. <laughs> I was down here in my headset going like, woohoo, yeah, watch out, whoa, you know, like literally living in the game because that is how my brain was reacting to the level of realness that this VR gives you. It's just, it's a thing of beauty. And I'm, I'm, I'm sad that you're not getting to experience it because I feel you, dude. I feel you. If I was only playing it the way you were playing it, I would have been like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> this is stupid. Unless the multiplayer is so addicting, I just wasted my life. Yeah. Okay. I, I so I, I will give myself, you that benefit of the doubt. I don't see myself playing like I'll I'll finish the campaign because I have to. <laughs> like and <laughs> I'll play a couple of multiplayer games and you know, maybe Matt and I can link up. I think we need to at least try yeah. it. And I'm sure we could find uh, two other people. I know the intern got it too, but yeah. uh, he's non-VR. Uh, Stunt Buddy's non-VR. So knowing them, it's, they'll it's, probably both hate the game too. It's just rough. But also like if they like flight, like if 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 intern Ryan likes flight sims, if, if you know, Stunt Buddy, Hank the Gank True. likes flight sims, then like maybe they'll get into it more than me. Oh, I, I know Hank the Gank. The, as soon as he plays, he's going to be like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever played. You're stupid. Just, and I hate you. Just having heard tales of, of Hank's hatred, that he probably <laughs> is going to hate it. I mean, it's just, it's hard. And like, here's the thing. It's like, it, it, it's hard to find enjoyment in the repetitiveness when you don't have that level of immersion. Because let's be real, like, the campaign so far as I've played it is very repetitive. Like it's oh, hit yeah. your briefing I, not, room, I, I, go I, I, out, blow shit up. Hit the briefing room, go out, blow shit up. Make sure this doesn't get blown up. Don't die. Like it's it's just and look, yeah, you're doing it in different environments. Sometimes you're out in open space, you don't have to worry about hitting shit. Sometimes you have to weave in and out of like the different little 
uh, obstacles and, and, and make sure you don't kill yourself. But it, it does have a relatively repetitive feel, but it's it's so and it's also draining because like when you're constantly sitting there and it's like when you're when you're used like finding your bearings and you're not used to playing the game yet, it gets super frustrating because it's like, fuck, now I got to spin around because the guy's behind me. And yeah, like it, 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 it gets to that level. I don't know. I mean, it, I, I get all this, dude. But when you have that yeah, thing yeah. on your head and you're in it and you're feeling that 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 spatial awareness like i'm sitting there like i i even felt my foot like stamping down on pedals like trying to make quick turns and yeah. like you're saying you're you're in like that death spin looking for your target but with uh, the the level of immersion that they've managed to achieve and just a, and i'm on the psvr which is like a shit bag a shit bag vr headset i'm on g1 psvr like the first ever because i know they they uh i know there's a g2 that they improved some stuff in it but it's a shit bag vr system like it's it's no oculus or anything like that and it's still flawless yeah yes you're gonna take a pretty good hit to the resolution that's just the joys of, of VR, at least on the PSVR. Uh, I, I'd say it probably goes down to 720p per eye. It's still nothing. You're going to be like, oh, my God, this is so terrible. It looks fake. <laughs> you're still when you're in there, you're like, holy shit, I just buzzed a Star Destroyer and was blasting at its tower just like they're doing in Return of the Jedi. It, it's just I, I, I um, without Nick thrown on the headset, it, it's hard to explain to him what it feels like to go through those mundane missions. He is not wrong. You pretty much are doing the same shit with a few things tacked on to teach you new modes you're probably going to need to know or new uh, Moves, functions yeah. you're going to need to know in the multiplayer mode. Uh, but when when you're in it and you're living it and you, you're sitting in that cockpit, seeing a body, looking out the windows, seeing your fleets, seeing the enemy like just fucking come straight at you and pull away and you're pulling away and you're kind of having a, a game of chicken with them. It's something else. And wearing that headset is fatiguing. But I've found myself, I mean, this is probably the longest I've ever played a VR game in terms of uh, sittings. Like, I'm going hour and a half, two hours or more with essentially a brain buster on my face. <laughs> uh, that that just goes to show you how enjoyable it is. It's, as I said in my review, which we've been looking at as, we, as we've been talking about here, and please go uh, check out the video. Good job to Boss, to Jan, and Tones. Already watched it and left, left a comment. That's exactly the programming we need from everyone. That helps a lot, so thank you. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Having well, that, just more in, about the immersion. Yeah, I just, well, it's fucking see your brain cells. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those where I was, I was on a roll, made a quick switch, and now I'm lost. We were on the, you were talking um, about the review is up. And then the video. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so check out the uh, review and the video. I, I, I kind of give you a look at what the, the my headset was seeing. Uh, luckily, in the, the flying missions, it's pretty much full screen. I didn't include any of the headset stuff from uh, the cutscenes because they kind of look like uh, straight crooked shit when you're wearing a headset. Um, uh, but it's just, I don't know. It's, um, oh, I'm sorry. I finally r r reminded myself where I was going. There you go, dummy. <laughs> hello, hello, McFly, right? Um, to me, you know, if you're not, if you're like a poor person and you're, and you're struggling, to me, I would, I would say if you've got the money, this is a hardware selling type of VR game. 
this is a game I would not feel bad telling Nick. I mean, obviously the the job shit, he's not going to be able to do it. But I'd be like, dude, I'm telling you as a friend and as a fellow Star Wars Time Show co-host that it would be worth the 200 or whatever dollars it is now to buy a new PSVR. And I'm not fucking around. If you've got the money, you've got the lifestyle, and you've been kind of waffling, like, eh, VR sounds neat, nothing's kind of moving my meter to go get one, this is it. This is it. If you are a Star Wars fan worth your salt, I'm telling you right now, you will have a fucking blast with Star Wars Squadrons in VR. That's that's the caveat. In VR. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's nothing better. I mean, I compared this to Farpoint VR, which to me is uh, the only other fully immersive VR game I've ever played. Uh, It is it is a gem. It it truly is exactly how you would want a virtual reality Star Wars Starfighter game to play. I mean, I'm glad that the VR mode is as good as it is, because if if you if we linked up and I said, man, this game sucks. And you were like, yeah, the VR is not that great either. Like you get sick from it or something like that. Then it would have been a complete and utter flop bomb. Yeah, I was I was expecting to, to feel like I was going to fucking puke my guts out. But like I said, everything is perfect. I'm, I'm feeling the spins and the, and the motion. Like I said, I think the only thing I'm missing, if this was real life, would be the G's. Mm-hmm. That the pilot, well, would, would space pilots even feel G's? That's a good question. I think... You, right? Hmm. I guess they'd have to. I mean, Poe, yeah, when he hit that, you, you that def- afterburn, he was like, oh! Yeah, you, know, you still so. feel it because there's atmosphere inside of your cockpit. Right. So that would be... But, I, I mean, know. again, <laughs> I'm not fucking around. It's not like I was given this game. I, you know, Nick and I, we're nobodies. We don't get fucking anything. We pay for everything we talk about, okay? I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing this out, out for anything outside to just let other Star Wars fans know. If you've been on the fence with VR, if you've been wondering, is VR worth it? Is Star Wars Squadron's VR worth it? I can tell you 1,000% yes. If I was just reviewing this game's VR, it's a 10 out of a 10. Hands down. Yeah, I mean, I can buy it, so... I'm not going to be getting a VR headset for PlayStation just because, I mean, (laughs) PS4 is essentially a lame duck console that's going to be out of use by the time PS5 comes out. That is a good point, Nick. So um, (laughs) I I believe, is this for PC too or no? Yeah, it's PC as well. So if you want to get it on PC, I assume that it would work with Oculus VR or HTC Vive. I'm not sure if there's like specific systems that it would work with, but um, if you are a somebody who's getting a ps5 at release i wouldn't bother buying a ps4 vr headset yeah not for not for a year he's he's 100 right nick's always the one of reason he's not the, the capitalist here i can't uh, afford that, that to is, be a capitalist <laughs> that, that is a that is a smart smart bit of advice so uh, if you're gonna do this get the new oculus what, oculus quest 2 yeah I, I, if, it, if it's available quest. on that because quest 2 is a standalone oh yeah that's console. right they're standalone i don't even know so, so i don't we're know probably just talking shit yeah let's let me see if they like <laughs> say what what is available on so ps4 xbox one microsoft windows so it is available on pc but it doesn't specify like if you want to play on pc what is available to you in terms of the vr headset tones is saying you can wire it to oculus with a pc okay well there you go so you can use it on oculus and then if 
HTC Vive is the other one. I assume that it would work with is that. that as is well. Vive even around anymore? Like actively being developed, or they just released their unit and it's kind of like the PSVR. They're just going to let it die. I think it's like that. I don't think that they've. I mean, that they've released some other like versions of it so there's the vive and then there's the vive pro will psvr work with the five or that's that's a good question it ain't working i have not heard anything about it's just a it's really just a usb connection to the console yeah um the problem with it at least mine because mine's the g1 is i'm running the the ps4 pro so you know it has all the the nice 4k bells and whistles Mm -hmm. but with the g1 psvr because you have to do a pass-through like essentially the the main out from your console goes to the VR unit and then the VR unit goes out to your entertainment center or TV. Yeah. So because of that, you know, with fucking 4K and all the bullshit like HDMI 2.2 and HDCP protection, if you don't have that, you can't have HDR and 4K and all this other fucking nonsense. I, I lose a lot of the resolution quality on my on my PS4 Pro, so... Uh, I don't even know if it'd be worth porting it over to the PS5, probably, and I'm pretty sure not. Sony at this point has abandoned its its VR I, I, entirely. I will tell you, if they're gonna do VR for next gen, it's gonna be standalone. Like, there's no way that they make another headset that you have to fucking cable yourself to the PS5. Yeah, I, I will tell you that it, it still is not fun to sit there with a a massive cable kind of hanging either over my shoulder or behind me. And you got headphones on. Like, if you want to do it right, you got you to gotta get fucking spatial 3D headphones, too. Because this game, again, like, if you turn your head, it, it will mimic all that. You can hear stuff coming over you. You can hear all the cockpit sounds. Uh, I don't know, man. It was just, it was a... I was I was pleasantly surprised because I thought the VR was going to be like most VR gimmicky, fluttery, it, flying. I'd be sick in like two seconds and be out of there. But no, it, it's something that... I'm looking forward to my session tonight to just strap it on and get that feeling of being in an X-wing, a real in a Y-wing, an A-wing, a U-wing, whatever, or the all the Thai, uh, all the Variants. Imperial ships. Yeah. So, good stuff, man. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. And and look, you know, once Matt and I kind of boot up the multiplayer, if there's anybody who does have a copy of it, we'll try to put out a word on Discord, see if anybody wants to play. Um, cause I, I do think that, you know, having, we, we got to try it. I, yeah. I think before next Tuesday, we got to get like an SWTS run. Uh, who knows if anyone's going to have a mic, I probably will or will not. I can't yeah. really find the mic. I use all my VR headsets. Yeah, so like I, don't know I, have a mic. A, I have the PS gold. I, I do too. So. so maybe I could use that, but yeah. I really like, I have special virtual reality headset that I like to use. Yeah. So we'll, we'll try it out. I mean, It'll likely be over the weekend, so, you know, maybe Saturday or Sunday, depending <laughs> on if, if you know, I think actually this Saturday I'm going to be at a, like an outside whiskey tasting with my girlfriend, um, so Uh-oh, I may Nick, not be. Nick's going for his, uh, he, he's going to test fate with the COVID. Yeah, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to do what the president did. He says it's fine, no big deal. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, don't let it weekend. ruin. Don't let it lead. What do you say? Don't let it ruin your life. Don't or let something. it control. I don't remember exactly what it said, but yeah, whatever. Oh, um, I love that. I, I, I like. We need to try to get it. I mean, at least with me and Matt. If not, uh, if we can get some other SWT fans in there, whether it right. be the intern or Hank the Gank and some other people, 
We'll try to get a, if we can get a full squad of five. I think that's the best way to play. I'll it. tell you what, Nick. The one thing you have to do. It looks like you have to you have to at least play a few dog fights before it opens up fleet battles. Yeah, I just so, I just thought we would jump in and play quick play because quick play is right. like the queue Not up and it, for, it gives you whatever you get it's just for the for the idiots out there that don't want to get destroyed by the pro players. oh yeah no we're not do, do, we're gonna do ranked immediately and it's just like no, we're, gonna, we're, we're getting it we're getting swts clan going oh, we're, no, we're we gonna get the, the clan set up again yeah we're gonna get good at this shit man i'm <laughs> telling you you're gonna have all of us in our vr headsets all, all nick is gonna hear over the mic would be like pew pew watch out he's coming over he's at six o'clock yeah and and then, like what the fuck i'll just wrong be the bait people? i'll just like fly straight <laughs> into the enemy team yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll see nick because he doesn't have the you know the spatial awareness he'll just be doing like loop-de-loops in the same pattern like over and over and the enemy will be like oh well, let's just go you know it'll be like a wounded animal yeah and, and then all the all the uh lionesses will be circling it and then we'll be sitting there back there like pick them all off while they while they feast on my dumb ass so yeah he'll he'll be like our leroy jenkins we'll figure something out though we'll figure something out in terms of multiplayer so uh i i do hope that you know once we get in if we can get a squad of five where it's not we're like we're communicating like we're marking targets like let's all go after this guy let's do this then it'll feel more immersive to me as a non-vr user because i do think that even without a vr headset if you're playing that game and you do have like squad that is communicating, that is playing together, that that are, you know, we're attacking things as a unit, yes. then it will make the game completely different. Oh, dude, some of my best gaming memories are from my 20s on the Xbox 360, uh, uh, Gears War, Call of Duty 4, when that became the juggernaut that it is. I mean, every night, every single fucking night, same group of guys, eight guys, sometimes 12, 16, all in the same chat, playing the games, winning matches, communicating, talking shit. It was awesome. I mean, the people I met online, I actually went to the UK to hang out with them. Like, that's how tight we all were because we were talking every night. We were competing every night. We were doing okay in the game. Like, it was fun. This is when I could still actually function in online multiplayer and not look like a complete fucking pile of dog shit. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, like I used to play Counter-Strike semi-professionally. So I, like, yeah, it, it's super It's very fun. addicting. It is. It's very addicting. And like, even right. when you're long after your, your peak, if you can get that same group of five people together and just be like, let's, let's do it again. Let's play in a league again. Right. Let's do something. So it's just let's, like, it's, let's try it out. Yeah, we got to try fun. it out. It's we'll fun. probably organize through, through discord. Yeah. So if, if anybody um, listening wants to play, Hop in the Discord, go to our Instagram page and click the link tree. There, you can get into the Discord from there. If you go to StarWarsTime.net, you can also get to the Discord from there, I believe. Um, somewhere on there. I don't I don't know if that's maybe or not. maybe not. <laughs> so go to Instagram. <laughs> go to the Instagram page. Who, who the fuck is the webmaster at that shitty website? <laughs> uh, send them an email. Send an email yeah. to support at starwarstimefucks.com. Yeah. Um, so go to IG, hit the link tree, and then on the link tree you'll see the join Discord. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you never know. We could get in this and actually be competent and, hey. and maybe we will start up like a, a, a every other day or yeah. like a Star Wars time show squadron session. Yeah. You know, if if we're uh, if it turns out that it's super fun, then maybe, hey, we, you know, we'll do like a one day a week, one night a week where we're, you know, right. playing all as a squad and, you know, just seeing how we Let's can do it. You know, so we'll, we can we'll do. try to get a test run before next Tuesday. I think we can get that done. 
shouldn't be too hard. So uh, get in the Discord if you're not. Uh, the easiest place is just going to be Instagram, hit Linktree, grab it from there. That one should work. Yes. Uh, all right. So we got a few updates from the live stream crowd. As we were talking, Eddie Van Halen passed away. I, I Nick, saw I don't that. Know if, yeah, I was about, I actually, I was about to say that too. Because I mean, like if you're a rocker, if you're into metal or it's one of the best guitarists roll. out there, like one of the best guitar players of all time, no doubt about it. I wouldn't say I'm a huge Van Halen music guy. I, I, I appreciate their music. Great rock and roll. I'm probably more of a uh, Sammy Hagar than the other one. Uh, but uh, yeah, Van Halen, dead. Yeah. Another celebrity. Big deal. Eddie, People die all the time. That's how I take it. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. Uh, really? Other ones, the Australian hats are still not in Australia. Uh, I don't know what the Hong fuck's going Kong on there. I think, yeah, Greg said he thinks they're swimming themselves <laughs> from Hong Kong over to I Australia. That, I think our, our, we have fans in the Chinese government, and I think what happened is that they just commandeered the hats. Right. And yeah, it's, it's over. <laughs> yeah. It's over. They, they heard what we said about communism, and now they're coming after us. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, Greg. I, I did everything yeah, I, I could possibly do. I made the, you know, uh, I, I, I shipped them out. Paid good money for it. Uh, I, I feel bad, but you know it, it's Australia. We kind of told you this type of shit. When can you happen. live you in never a know fake what place, it's hard it, to get yeah. something there. So. It's very hard to mail stuff to continents that don't exist. Yeah, so I don't, okay. I don't know what you want from us. <laughs> but I mean, they'll get there eventually. It's just I, I do feel bad because it's like, what the fuck? I mean, what else could we have done? So. Um, it is, it's like, what the, what the hell? I mean, it, it, they made it to Germany faster than they made it to Michigan. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any fucking sense, yeah, the, dude. The, the post office is a, like yeah. our, our USPS is so fucking wonked out right now. It's like the best part in America, like that news story has been buried 10 times over now. Like it's just normal life that the post office now sucks. Yeah. Like that, that's why they, they've been a lot of people that think the people in charge are a bunch of nuts. They're, they're masterful at what they're doing. Everything is on purpose. Everything is on purpose. Yeah. Um, all right, man. We got, we've got two more topics to get into before the fan segment here. I actually thought we were doing good on time until I realized we got two more topics. This one is just like a quick PSA. Uh, those of you that are hardcore Star Wars fans, I mean, you have to be if you listen to our dumbass show or even found out that we exist. I still, if you're not on Instagram, I don't even know how people find this show because, I mean, we're not really searchable. The site's not searchable. <laughs> the podcast isn't searchable because we don't have a lot of ratings. Um, but if you are a, a, a Star Wars super fan, there's a good chance you know of Star Wars Theory. Uh, this guy, he's a YouTuber. Uh, huge Star Wars YouTuber. Uh, like, that's his career. I mean, I, I'd imagine he probably makes millions of dollars a year doing shit probably. for YouTube. With his the amount of subs that he has, yeah. He's- yeah, and dude, he's got like this theory that i mean any any pop culture he has kind of branched out the theory brand yeah. so no this is not a segment for matt to shit on a fellow star wars youtuber that is more popular than him while yes i do feel a lot of jealousy towards star wars theories following i also am intelligent enough to understand why he has the following that he does uh, the dude actually puts out some really great homemade content. Yeah. This is the guy that literally made a live action Darth Vader movie. 
and it was pretty good. Like, I mean, he wants to continue it, but needs like millions of dollars and Lucasfilm to quit soon. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he's put out this thing. I think he's going to start doing it. I don't know if uh, Venomous, he's someone we've talked about on the show before. He's, he's worked with Star Wars Theory before and his other animated projects. But uh, he put this one out last week and I think he's going to start doing these. Like, what if kind of lore changes, yeah, essentially different. alternate timelines in the Star Wars universe. And he put out this one for what if Order 66 failed? And I'm going to tell you, it's like a nine minute video, but it's well worth checking out. I, I like the, it's kind of a, it's a little bit more than motion comic animation, yeah. but it's not quite full on animation. Uh, he does some decent voices. And really the, the story he kind of weaves in his head is, is an interesting one. Again, this is a what if, it's not real. It's it's true fan fiction, uh, but it's just one that I wanted to point out to other Star Wars fans. I mean, usually we're shitting on other Star Wars uh, fans content. I'm not that big of a low life after all. I can actually promote other people's stuff uh, and tell you that it is quite, quite good to check out. So if you have not seen this yet, based on our recommendation on Instagram or Facebook, Here's your recommendation. Go check it out. It's definitely well worth your watch. Yeah. I mean, it's got some really awesome, like Matt said, animation. It's got a really awesome story that it's telling. I, yeah, I like the I like the way he takes it. Essentially, I mean, I guess spoiler alert, he takes it to where Order 66, I mean, it still gets enacted, but the Jedi were ready. They, like, they weren't just completely differently. Right. Yeah. They, they weren't just completely caught, caught off, off guard. guard. Essentially, the important ones were able to do what Yoda did. They, they could sense the turn right before it happened and, and got the upper hand. Yeah. Uh, but the, the way it kind of shakes out is Palpy gets wiped out. Anakin gets thrown in prison. Yep. Uh, it, it's interesting. Padme lives. The twins live. They get trained. Uh, and he said he may continue it on if, if he get, if he got a good reaction. I think he already has over a million so it's views. It's over so. a million views already, yeah. Right. I mean, it came out, what, fucking two days ago or something like that? 26. So like I said, I, I'm still ago. fucking green with envy over the following this guy has. I would love to fire up a live stream and have 50,000 motherfuckers just like that jumping on the watch. I love all you bozos, and if there's any girls out there, I love all you ladies that jump on ours. I'm not saying that. But you know me. I'm a fucking Star Wars narcissist. I feel like I should be getting all that shit, but th this isn't that type of segment. I'm not going to be Wiener Matt. I respect the guy. He puts out good content. That's why I respect him. He's not just pulling shit out of his ass and saying stuff and hoping it sticks. That's our game. Okay, Nick, last one here before we get into the uh, fan segment, which has a brand new feature. That's right, my lazy ass finally put up the graphic to solicit fan photo critique submissions. So we're going to do that for the first time on this episode. Hey, coming down. Yeah. Let's do All right. But before we get to that, we've got some, you almost have to take as legit news. It, I, I didn't really see it covered in any of the mainstream uh, sites out there. You never know. But uh, over the weekend, I, th yeah, I think it was over the weekend, you know me, I'm on the Reddit, Star Wars Leaks, and, and I see this post from Disney Plus Germany, it's not Denmark, uh, in America we're stupid, <laughs> we think it's, oh, <laughs> DE, it's got to be Denmark, no, no they actually call their country, they call their country Deutschland, uh, we call it Germany. Uh, so this is from the, uh, Dis I believe the official Disney Plus Germany account on Instagram Jeez. is in their story. 
And in the story, the, the they're literally like, oh, Mandalorian season two starring Rosario Dawson, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant and WWE's Sasha Banks. So it's like, OK, well, uh, is this is this real? Like, did they just confirm that Rosario and Timothy are actually in the Mandalorian season two? I mean, it kind of seems like you're right. So it's it's. Like you said, I, I, I'm going to do a quick check right now. I'm going to type in Disney plus DE on, on uh, Instagram and see what comes up. That is the literal verified blue check mark fucking Disney plus account. Disney plus DE. So it is real. So it's right? real. And they, if they put this right. out. So if you go, I just want to clear something up. If, if you, those of you, if you're on the site or whatnot, if you actually go out to the post and play the video, that's not Disney dot de narrating that's just the fan that's like holy shit did they just fucking yeah put that in there so he's like he's reading it for us essentially yeah so and on there like i think that this is legit i think that they just fucked up like people do i mean people fuck up like this but like that's i guess legit. i'm with you too and that, that's kind of how i feel i mean that's how i wrote it up i mean it's not as official as it could get i mean that would be literally lucasfilm just whipping out its big dick and be like yes this is happening yes she is who you think she is uh but it seems pretty legit i guess the only thing that kind of makes me question is why has it not been all over the place uh, unless I miss it, like, I, I mean, I, I do pay attention to social media more than most people, uh, in particular for like Star Wars stuff. Maybe I missed it, but like, I didn't see like a THR covering it. I didn't see EW covering it. Do you think like they, they were told like, listen, fuckheads, you'll lose your access if you run with this shit. <sighs> or did it just go under their radar? You never know what makes it out on leaks, but I would think this one would have uh, kind of made it past just fan sites like ours. Yeah, I, it. I don't think that Disney intimidated in any way. Kind of what you were saying. I just don't know. Maybe they got it down quick, and and a lot of people missed it. But even so, like you mentioned, you know, this is on leaks. You would have figured that people would have caught it. So I, mean, I, I started seeing. I think yesterday I saw maybe CBR touched on it. Movie Web touched on it. Yeah. Uh, you would just think by now there'd be enough idiots like us that that caught on to it, uh, that it would have made it more mainstream media Yeah. Uh, to the point where Lucasfilm was like, oh, fuck. There goes that. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's been kind of a bad somewhat maybe surprise anyways, but now we kind of just have to do it versus letting it happen in the show. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why big sites didn't pick it up because it seems legit. Like to me, knowing that that Instagram page is the legit blue check verified page for Disney plus Germany. And it said what it said, like literally in the, like it says what it says. So, um, but it does, I mean, this is based, I'm taking this as like a hard confirmation. Take it to the bank. These characters are in the show. All right. You heard it from him first. Take it to that motherfucking bank. Yeah, I mean, in, in a Beskar ice cream. Maker. Unless this is like a really well, and look, it's not hard to, you know make fake ass shit that looks like this let's just be real like oh th this would be way easier to pull off than making a fake ass diamond select toys box yeah that's for sure like you know coming up with a mock fucking instagram story screen is easy as shit and then doing the like the the, the bit little bit of animation that they did in the background not not difficult man like so i i don't know i, I, I have here's, to take it, it, it as, could also just be 
I, I mean, you could, you could, Lucasfilm could just be taking the stance now, like, as long as we don't say anything this way or that way, it doesn't really hurt us. I mean, mm-hmm. fuckers are watching the show regardless. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that this like, is Like, so who cares if we reveal the character? And, like, the thing is, is, you know, for, for people who don't know who Ahsoka is, like, Rosario is not a draw. Like, people are going to be like, oh, Rosario Dawson's in it. Like, most people don't even know who she is, more than likely. Right. You know, like, she's she was in some relatively you know niche things and she she's had a long career but has never just been in like exploded five blockbusters a year yeah, like, like bang bang like bang i mean her, she was in the sin city sin city i would say is probably her that's biggest a, yeah i was gonna film. say like what's her biggest movie it probably is sin city so people are and like, then um she kind of glommed on to the entire netflix mcu project you know she showed up yeah. in a lot of those series yeah she was the the nurse in that but yeah dude like rent she was in rent but that was 15 years ago and then you know a lot of the other yeah, shit what, what she, nick's trying to say it's not like hey tom cruise is starring yeah, in the mandalorian like tom cruise love him or hate him he's a fucking draw like i go to every tom cruise movie because i know what i'm gonna get it's gonna be a fucking action-packed nut job scientologist doing all the stunts movies yeah. and they're good so there's there's nothing on here that's gonna like cause people to either not watch it or watch it is what i'm saying like yeah I, I those agree. two people it, aren't gonna like bring in or lose people that's what i mean that's why i think lucasfilm's just like, like hey if the cat's out of the bag who gives a shit all these dumb asses they're gonna be watching mando s2 10 yeah. 30 regardless the people who know the people who know who ahsoka tano is period who just know who that character is are gonna watch the show regardless regardless of if she's in it or not so it doesn't matter if it if it kind of got out but um yeah go check it out it's on leaks it's still like one of the top things on there and again like this is what star wars leaks has come to none of the leakers actually put out leaks it's just what people find online (laughs) so uh, i have noticed that like krt has disappeared from leaks i I don't know if like they've just quit trying to 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 pull shit out of their ass or what yeah but, I mean, they're, I mean, they're they, they were the darlings of leaks for about a, a month or two there over the summer yeah they're gone you'll never see our dead asses in there we're just scrolling never posting because we're literally not allowed to <laughs> yeah we're we're worse than cancer for star wars leaks so yeah oh well it's only what hell i mean we're what is it today 10 6 we're 24 24 days, days away yep let's do that three weeks we can do it yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it we can do it. I am dreading it, but very excited. Yes. All right. I just I feel like this is going to be a a lore rich season that is going to explain more videos than I like to put out. Oh yeah, that's gonna, it's going to be a very very heavy in terms of expansion of what's happening in the universe. So. <laughs> okay, dude. It is Star Wars time show fan segment time. Woohoo! Yippee! We're here. People. Yahoo! We made it. All right. So before we get into the top five with the new edition of the fan shot breakdown segment, we are going to go through the question of the week. So let me get the screen up here. Uh, do one of those. Do one of these. All right. We're rocking and rolling now. Yes, indeed. So our fan question so for this n- week. Yeah, there you go, Nick. Is Mando season two is right around the corner. So in honor of the return, who is your favorite Mandalorian? 
Hey, how about that? It's like it's like the segments just, just perfectly so easily flow transitioned into each other. Yeah. So okay, first reply. First reply here is from I I don't know the person's um like their Gregor Clove the second. Yes, Clovey the second. So I don't know his IG handle, but he says Mandalorian Crusader Roland Dyer. I just think the helmet, armor, and jetpack design looks the coolest, especially on his three and three quarter uh, inch figure. His story is kind of lame, but he becomes a deserter like five times, but he looks damn cool. I'm going to be honest, Nick, and I don't like to admit this very often. I have no fucking clue who he's talking about. Me neither. I was about to say that. I was like, I, I, when I saw the figure. Can you pull up the internet machine real quick? Is this even real or are we getting trolled here? I'm doing that (laughs) now. So Roland Dyer. Is. Yeah, he's I mean, from the comic books, so I'll tell you that. <laughs> is he from like the Sons of Dathomir run? Uh, let's me let me where like Gar and what's her name go to help. No, him? this is, he's a Kotor character, so he is a Knights Holy of the Old Republic shit. character. But there you go. How did you not know that? I because I'll tell you why. Because it's all like he was in Star Wars: The Old Republic, the MMO that I played a lot, but he was only mentioned. Oh, he wasn't actually okay. in it. He was only okay. mentioned. <laughs> Um, and then everything else in terms of his, his appearances are in comic books. And I was never a big comic book person. And this is all old canon comic books. This is all dark horse comic books. Um, so I, I never knew of this character because even though he was in the game that I played heavily for many years, he was only mentioned. He was never actually seen there. But I mean, his look is actually, if you go to... You know, if you if you Google him, he does have a very unique look in terms of his armor and, and what it looks Roland like. Roland Dyer. All right, I'll pull it up because then he's got like spikes on his shoulder pauldrons. He's got like almost like a like a silver helmet, but then his armor itself, like the best car of his armor, is almost like a All rust right. kind of. I, I got an color. image coming up here on the live stream, real quick, people. Uh, let me drop the slack for a second. There we go. Yeah, he's pretty rad looking. Yeah, I mean, he's a I'm badass. Pulling you know, up a shot on Art Station. You know, Damn, yeah, he is sweet looking. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a badass looking motherfucker. And apparently there's a three and three quarter inch figure of him too. So if our, our three and three quarter inch crowd is out there, then, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Old Architect hasn't whipped this guy up yet. Old Architect Customs. I mean, he's got customs of Mandos, Troopers. I think he even makes up some of his own fucking customs. So yeah. So get on it, customizers. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm all about that. I like that. I like those uh, deep cuts. I like to learn. I, I I you know some new Star Wars knowledge is always welcome here. Yeah, for sure. So I'm a I'm a big fan of people pulling out obscure stuff that we didn't even know about. I mean, like yeah, that, both Matt and I cool. were like, what the fuck is happening here? And it just goes to show you. I mean, like those those old comic runs from Dark Horse, especially you know way back, not even related to the Star Wars you know, the proper Skywalker saga era. This is back in old Republic days. I mean, there's some good shit in there. So, um, that's what, um, Sir Dork just said. He looks like a star Wars dead shot. Kind of. Yeah. With that color scheme. Yeah. That's a good call. That's a good call. So that's Will Smith under. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Next up, uh, from our story responses, Boston Jan sent one, but, but I, uh, I didn't drop it in there. So I might have to pull it up on the actual IG machine. Oh no. Well, he can't, he can no longer watch the show because I guess in Australia, they do everything backwards. They just had their time change now. Oh no. So yeah, that, that, that one hour shifts them right into work. That sucks. So 
looks like this is the first time, the first fan response that we're going to have uh, that Boston Jan's not included. But anyway, we have one from CC8082 and his Commander Phoenix underscore 88 Legion on Instagram. He says, has to be Fen Rao. I would have said Django, but he's technically not a Mandalorian. And that's one of those things that's like, in the responses that we've got, some people are like, oh yeah, Django's a Mando. And then some people are like, nope, Django's not a Mando. So Finn Rao here, that's a good call out from Star Wars Rebels. For those of you right. who are not familiar with the character, um, he was he was like a, a bad guy turned good, I believe, right? Yeah, no, he ends up he ends up working with, with the Rebels yeah. via Sabine. Yes, yes, definitely. So he was like working with Gar Saxon at one point, I believe. And then, you know, he, he switches sides and then starts to work with the, uh, I mean, at that time, it's not the the owls or the night owls or anything like that. It's the, he just starts working with the rebels through Sabine. Um, so good call out there, Fen Rao. Good, not really a deep cut. I would say the last one was a deep cut, but a good middle cut in terms of a. Yeah, so I'm just on his his StarWars.com databank, and and he he started out working with with the Republic during the Clone Wars. Uh, but then after the rise of the empire, he did start acting in service of the Imperials. Yeah. Be- but the ghost crew captures him mm-hmm. and works him over. Yeah, I so. remember that. There's like a there's a really good thread with Fen Rao included, with um with Gar Saxon included in Rebels. Oh, dude, dude, there's some great Mandalorian threads mm-hmm. or, or you know strings of episodes in Rebels. Yeah, I, I mean, mean just shit, that, you go you go to Mandalore a couple yeah, times. Just that whole, I think it was that the thread that he's included is the one where like uh, Sabine is trying to infiltrate the the Imperial base where they have the Mandalorian weapon that she helped build that yeah. like shocks their armor and essentially fucking disintegrates them from the inside out. Um. So thank you for that response. Next up, we have one from Lima Four Photos, one of our uh, loyal Discord users. She says Sabine Wren. She pretty much has represent. She pretty much represents a balanced Mandalorian, not far removed from their traditional warrior culture, but adaptable to the reality of the current situation, not being too wrapped up in being a Mandalorian, uh, who for the most part kept to themselves. The best evidence of this was her working with Jedi and being a part of the rebellion in general. She also has a certain flair about her and not just her being colorful. What a chick, he says. I, I mean, yeah, Sabine's, Sabine's a sexy motherfucker. There's no doubt about she's it. She's bad. I know what I know. What, I, know what, I know what Liam is getting. at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not just her being colorful. Very. But yeah. No, that's a good take. And, and I honestly I think at this point we just have to draw a, a line of demarcation for Mandalorians. And I, I believe the creed was created after the fall of Mandalore. So like, you know, once the Imperials really fucking hammered him, probably based on what happened at the end of the Clone Wars and them essentially getting uh, pushed back, you know, the Imperials coming there, what what do they call it? Like the Night of a Thousand Tears. We've heard some of that shit from Gideon. Uh, It it sounds like that the Empire does some pretty horrific shit Mm -hmm. to Mandalorians on Mandalore, which is probably why they scatter live like rats and then had to instead of just saying hey we're born on mandalore we're mandalorians now it is the creed yeah because let's be real i mean sabine's fucking helmet is off for half of star wars rebels uh we've got mandalorians in the clone wars not wearing helmets yeah, their helmets off all the fucking time. so obviously that that creed and you got to keep it on that that is all stuff they had to do after 
I, I'm going to call it the fall of Mandalore. Yeah. To the to the Empire. To protect their identity, essentially. Exactly. Like, they didn't want like I mean, they they, they lived like fucking nomads. They like warrior nomads. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, next up, old architect customs, and he picks Candorus Ordo. So the. Uh- <laughs> There you go. A very different type of Mandalorian, right? Yeah, I mean, Candorus, he was your companion in KOTOR. So if you remember playing through KOTOR, he essentially fought against you before, you know, you had lost your memory. So he fought against Revan in the Mandalorian Wars and was just basically this fucking, he was a murderer. He was like a bloodthirsty Mandalorian. And then he comes into your employ through the game and he he fights on your side as you know once you so what, nick i mean I, i'm gonna i'm gonna default to you on this because you're kind of the master of, of like that old ancient star wars <laughs> time period okay did did candorus ever wear the armor and if not why why doesn't he wear armor I, he did wear the armor when he was an actual mandalorian fighting in the wars Okay, the wars, but then like yeah. when you meet him in Kotor, he's essentially become he's like a, a merc. He's a right? mercenary, yeah. So okay. I think for him, it was the, the like the armor itself holds a very sacred type of meaning to it, and it, it you know he no longer considers himself a part of not really Mandalorian culture because he's very much still strongly a Mandalorian, but he doesn't wear that armor anymore because that's not you know he's not putting himself out there as a Mandalorian warrior Got anymore. You. So, you know, he had a cool, cool haircut, some yeah. face scars. He had that big ass fucking Gatling laser. Oh, yeah, that, that gun was sick. And like uh, even in even in Galaxy Heroes, you know, I was going to say, man, you know, you know, you have you know, you have a Candorus in, in Swago because you needed to get the Revens with him. So exactly. <laughs> so my, my Candorus is pretty strong. So this is uh, the rest of old architect customs reply. He says that man was a beast. The honor to have battled alongside him during the Mandalorian Wars. The fact that he unified all the loose factions of Mandalorian and become Mandalore the Preserver, preserving the true meaning of, of Mandalorian. Also, he fought with Revan. Enough said. So um, good shit all around there. And again, like some of this, uh, some of this lore that he mentions is like things that you unlock during the conversational pass that you take throughout. Got the, you. you know. Hey, Nick, did we get stuff. a lot of was there a lot of like oh mando or din or like the obvious ones there or, there or, were or, some mando and din in there as well i tried to pick out some of the more obscure names so like candorus right. was a perfect one sabine was one that was not said a lot i mean we still only got like 20 responses in total so we had the two uh it's i guess it was still better, better giving them some four. lead time <laughs> and then I, I remembered to repost in the story i think yesterday yeah so we got the two story responses we got boss chance too which is not in here and then i picked out eight of the responses to bring us to a total of 10 so there was a good mixture of things but i liked some of these these more obscure ones like for, yeah. for example baron's black series and this one was actually a pretty um a pretty popular response in terms of i i have no fucking clue who he's talking about yeah go ahead i mean it's so (laughs) he he actually put cal skirat but it's cal skirata with an a um even though he is legends now got to be cal skirata he helped train the clones get get it right spencer gosh spencer what a fucking idiot no i'm just kidding (laughs) um uh so cal skirata he helped train the clones he was the adopted father of the null arcs and the omega squad from commandos he embodied and showed the true values of the Mandalorians and their culture in Legends, he says. Uh, he showed how the family you choose, you chose, can mean more than the family you are born into. Choice means so much more 
than uh, for those you have to love because their blood. Uh, he chose to pick the, those boys and love and raise them. So Cal uh, so I'm was guessing that. this guy is an old Legends character then because, I mean, he's not in the official Star Wars databank. He is only mm-hmm. in the, you know, the fandom Wookiees, the Wikipedia. Yeah, I mean, so Omega Squad is like where he first, where his first appearance was. So like in the Omega Squad um, comic book run. And then he was also in Republic Commando um that as well so he was in that video game as the uh no or in the in the novel not the video game republic commando um he was in the novels through that as well so he was the one who trained he was a a trainer for the um the clones and he was a he was a true to life mandalorian interesting yeah i'm definitely getting taken to school on mandalorians today yeah and then oh yeah i mean like uh he, he was primarily in uh, written content. I don't believe he actually made it into the Republic Commando video game. So there you go. Uh, good stuff there. So again, another like deep cut, good like dig into the lore. Yeah, hey, good for you, Spencer. Um, yeah, yeah, Spencer. You know what Spencer did? What did he do? I don't know if you saw it in Discord. This guy went out and and hunted down uh, Hank the Gank. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> And sent him a message. He's like, hey, man, when are you going to get on the Star Wars time he show? He actually, and, you know, I get, mean, like, we, we've we said Hank the Gank's real name on the show. So. And, and give uh, at Haywood Pop the business. So so Hank comes to me. He's like, yo, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's that's one of our super fans. Yeah, dude. He's like, uh, you know, we, we've talked about you on the show before. You've got a little bit of a show legend going. Uh, so I guess Baron is 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 wanting Hank to come on for an interview. So he needs to. We and of need course, to. Hank in, in his Tommy Tough Guy way was like, "I would, but he's afraid of the truth." It's like, <laughs> what truth are we talking about? Like your your Fox News shit or like Star Wars truth? Like what what are we getting into here? So oh man, Hank the we'll see. Hank the gang we'll see. Fox I, 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 oh no, I think it'd be fun. Uh, I, I think it would probably just have to be me and Hank. Yeah, I think that would be the better way to do it. Yeah, because it could get ugly. I mean, uh, look, and you could, you know, you could have him on as a just a regular interview because, you know, even though he hasn't no, worked totally, on No, totally. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't, it, that's what it would like be. A, he hasn't I, worked I, I on think Star it, Wars directly, but he's close enough. I, I think at some, at some point in time, we could also just have people join the actual show with just you and me and just go through it like a show. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that uh, would like, be like special fun. guests, like this week featuring one six shooter in, in the guest seat, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Eventually we'll it's get just, there. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, you know, the people have fucking three and a half hours to kill in the middle yeah. of a Tuesday. We, we may literally have to just say like, okay, we promise the cast won't go more than two hours. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't think people understand. Like, I mean, they get burnt out just listening to it. I don't think people truly understand what it takes physically to talk for over three hours yeah, straight with no it's break. It's tough. Like, I, I finish the podcast and I go downstairs and I have to eat something because I'm just so drained. I'm just no, like, I'm wiped. Like, uh, pretty much the rest of Tuesday, I'm, I'm somewhat zombie. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I mean, it's sad. You like we sound hey. like pussies because you're like you're just sitting down talking, but like it, it actually is kind Dude, of. Dude, I, I mean, listen, listen to a guy like Stern. I mean, he he's like, if I didn't take breaks during a show, I'd die. It's yeah. like it just you got to do it. Yeah, and I I'm gonna drink some water right now because I need to. But anyway, not what, what's wrong here, Trevor? Not one six fucking shooter. All right, <laughs> not one. So, so I guess, uh, so I guess no one six shooter in the guest spot. Wow, That's all okay. right. Damn, Trevor, we thought Jeez, that you liked people, us. But, okay. People are angry. Never mind. He, he's going the way of work more or less. He won't even tag us anymore. So, 
Wow. Uh, you know, you know how it goes. I mean, we still got yeah, Like, do... he did a cool collab with Venomous. No tag. I'm like, dude, what's up? St- not even a reply. He's so like, I don't know, like, fuck, if I said something stupid. Fuck you, but... guy. Fuck you guys. <laughs> All you do is talk See? shit about me on the show. <laughs> there, there you go. Like, whenever you get Nick angry, you better watch out. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but we do need to get. Uh, yeah, so more of, you go around the, more of you go around and start bothering people we talk about on the show on their social media. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that's a good move. Uh, Actually, keep doing it to Stunt Buddy until he blocks you. <laughs> that probably won't take much. Um, all right, next up, we got Scion XTC here, another loyal listener. He says, Pre Vizsla. Uh, Previously, tried to keep the ways of the warrior while trying to be a leader to his people. He had been able to f- to fully lead uh, over the people of Mandalore with a modernized form of the warrior values and culture bestowed upon them by the first Mandalorians. Then I think the Mandalorians would not have had to go into hiding and would still be a strong force in the galaxy. So if he if he were able to to kind of modernize the Mandalorian way, but he says, he says pre Vizsla. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with pre Vizsla, that's uh Johnny, Johnny Fav. That was John, right? John voiced pre. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Favreau. Yeah. He's the leader of death watch. Yep. So Johnny Favreau. And then he's also Paz Vizsla, which is heavy Mando. And then and obviously they're all related. Yeah, I mean, the, clearly the, 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 the Vizsla lineage is strong. The I, I think there's another Vizsla on here that you won't know, but I'm very familiar with. And this, they go way back, way, way, way back. So, um, pre Vizsla was a good pull there. And then our next response is from Galagus Rax Picks. He says, Jango. He does fucking killer small scale scenes, by he the does, way. He does. Like, Galagus like, like has this been... account, the, 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 the three and three quarter inch scenes they cook up and, and the amount of figures. Fantastic. I believe Galagus has made a, a top five in, in the past as well, but his his answer is Django. So he says that Django is a Mandalorian. Um, he says always has been and will be. Being Mandalorian <laughs> is a creed, not a race. And the only people who said well, he wasn't Mandalorian were the pacifists around Duchess Satine who weren't real Mandalorians by creed, only by birth. Look at that. He's fucking taking out the wow. gauntlet saying that Duchess Satine and her people weren't even real Mandalorians. Huh. I don't know. I mean, that is, I guess that is, that is one take, but I mean, any of the, like the fan shit you read or any of the Wikipedia on this topic, because I don't really think it's been settled in canon yet. I mean, he was a born Mandalorian for sure, right? Well, I, I think from what He's I've born read, on Concord he, Dawn. he was born on Concord Dawn, which is technically a, what, a, a Mandalorian, Mandalorian planet. Yeah, it was a Mandalorian, like, I mean, that's where we first Seven. all heard that Boba Fett came from before he was a clone and all this shit. I believe so. Uh, and then, yeah, like it, it was almost like he was like Django was sort of a foundling and that's how he became a Mandalorian. Yeah. Or some shit like that. Whatever. Like he, he, he wasn't born on Mandalore, so he's not a Mandalorian that way. But if the creed was back then, sure. But Nick and I just settled that. So this is false. Yeah. False indeed. We, so we just canonized with my demarcation line. Yeah. The Creed came in after the fall. post the Clone Wars, at least. Yeah. So there you go. So. Your your response does not count Galagus Rax picks because <laughs> you did not follow the newly established canon that right. we came and, up and with. And 10 you should ago. know that. You should have read my mind in the future and, and knew that I was gonna set that and settle that debate. Yeah. So we'll give you a pass this time. Next time, make sure you're reading our minds. God. 
So fucking dumb. You <laughs> amateurs. Good response there for Django Fett. So, Use the force, Luke. So here's another Vizsla. This is uh, at uh, a Sith Lord Lego. It says Mandalore the Avenger, Shay Vizsla. Uh, sexy, serious, and an absolute badass. So for those of you who don't know who Shay Vizsla is, if you've ever seen any of the cutscenes from SWOTOR, so um, Matt, particularly, you remember the one where the, the ship comes in the Jedi Temple, all the fucking Sith come out and they have a big battle. Do you remember the, the uh, bounty hunter that was a part of that cutscene? No, but I do now because I used the Google. There you go. So Shay Vizsla is the bounty hunter... Uh, oh, redhead! From that, she is a she is a, a very attractive uh, Mandalore. Yeah, she kind of looks like Samus. A little bit, yeah. There's a little bit right? of a Samus Metroid look to her. Um, but she's got some bulky armor too. Yeah, but she is a complete badass. She was the least. So anybody who has the the title like Mandalore, the something, they are the leader of the Mandalorians. They are the Mandalore. So they are the head of the Mandalorian cult- culture and society. So Shay Vizsla is one of those, and and she was she was a badass, and you can eventually like this came after I stopped playing, but you could unlock her as a companion character for um for your you know your your player, but also she she had a um she had like a a flashpoint which is like a dungeon built completely around her and 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 the mandalorian yeah i'm just like looking at some of the graphics it looks like she was a boss fight in that game yeah yeah i mean she's a fucking badass dude i mean i i really enjoyed playing um playing against her in that in that battle and you know well i mean i i I gotta agree i think his name in real life is thomas tom a sith load of lego definitely sexy and serious yeah that that like cg picture of her is like oh damn she's she's a hottie <laughs> like she yeah, looks she shit. doesn't even she doesn't even have like uh, head tails and I'm, I'm getting aroused here yeah just a regular human character so uh good good call out there from there's Sith a pretty good Shea Vizsla cosplayer too <laughs> like, <laughs> you really want to get real that's life like creepy. getting down the fucking rabbit hole oh i'm i'm down the Shea Vizsla rabbit hole like creepy hole right now <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Look at that! Okay, okay. Oh, right. let's stop. I'm getting too excited. Pull back. Here, um, apparently, was there a shade? There might have been a shave Vizsla figure or something like that. That unless it was like a kit bash. It, or pro- a custom. it, it probably custom. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, All right, I like that. That's good another good. Good job this week, my friend. We're not done yet, but so far so good. Much better than that that shitty performance from the fans two weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. All right, next let's up. Go is a response there from, he goes tones is yeah. returning to the replies Our good buddy tones and he's also a big fan of sabine ran he says coming out of the imperial academy but ultimately disagreeing with their ethics as beliefs and ended up joining the rebellion as a part of the ghost crew uh sabine's loyalty to kanan ezra and the others was one of her strongest traits and being a weapons and explosive expert as well as an anti-imperial graffiti artist. I like that <laughs> a little thrown in part there. She was a vital member of the group. Hopefully we'll see more of her either in live action or animation. I'm sure the rest of I her think that, story... I think that's a done fucking oh, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost guaranteed. Uh, the rest of her story has yet to be told, but hopefully True. we'll see more of True. her. You're right. Yeah, I true. mean, Sabine is one of those where like, if she was a part of like proper, like the Mandalorian, like if she was in Mando season one or if she was in any of the movies, like people would have immediately gravitated. Oh, she, yeah. She'd be a fan favorite. Yeah. She's definitely one of my favorites in that crew. I mean, really the rebels cast was 
fucking perfect. Yeah. Uh, every character was unique, but they all gelled together perfectly. Uh, they did feel like a family. Uh, you know, Zeb was kind of the, the, the chewy character, the big walking, talking family dog that could also rip your arms off. Yep. You had the shit talking astromech. Yeah, man. It was, it was, you, you had the wise but love filled Jedi. I mean, the, the it's, cocky, it is a good show. Young Padawan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, damn, Ezra Stred was, was great. I mean, he was the, the cocky kid. He got trained, then he got influenced by the dark side a bit, kind of was going down that path, came back, then kind of, you know, sacrificed himself. Uh, the Kanan's final moment was one of the first cartoons that got me to weep. Uh, it's just, it was a good show. I mean, I know some people were all bent over the animation. It's like that type of shit. As long as the I story guess I, I is don't exactly. Thank you, thank you. As like as long as the story is good, I don't care if it's fucking stick figures. I'm being dead serious. Like if there is a story there that I can latch on to and and think about and get engaged with, I I, I could give a rat's fuck. Honestly, yeah, I agree. As long as I don't have to read words and shit, I'll put that caveat in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not reading, reading fuck. Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> reading is is is. One if of you have moving things. images of some fashion, I'm, I'm probably gonna check it out. Yeah. So good shit there with the, another Sabine response, and then the last one we have grief cardboard again, one of our favorite names, and he is going with Din. He says, "I'm going with Din from the Mandalorian. I know he's not a Mandalorian by birth. <laughs> I like this one." But he still carries the name and armor. He's not a pompous asshole like the traditional Mandalorians we've seen in the Clone Wars of Rebels. Good call. True. He is an honorable bounty hunter and is pretty much a badass in his Beskar armor. True. Uh, oh, and can't forget all those wonderful toys he uses to whoop ass. This is the way. So True. I mean, First off, can we point out this guy's handle? Yeah, Grief Cardboard. That's a fantastic play on Grief Carga. That is a fucking Grief Cardboard. I'm always impressed by people that cook up money handles. It's just... Because I've never been able to do it. My handles have been some of the dorkiest fucking things ever in life. My first handle, I'm not going to... I will kid you not, my friends. And I'm probably going to... A lot of people are going to lose respect for me after they hear this. <laughs> But it just goes to show you where my head was at in like the early 2000s. Jedi Baggins 1138. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking dorky is that shit? Jedi Baggins 1138. I also was Mithrander, uh, the Grey Wizard. I mean, this is this is one like I, Lord I of the, the Rings the was Peter, everything. Yeah, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies really, really sucked me in. It, it's still one of the best trilogies ever made. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's where I was at when handles were becoming a thing. I mean, I got Gmail when it first showed up. My my email there is Jedi Matt. Hey, and it's E Y E. So yeah, E Y E. Like I'm fucking tricky or something. Yeah, and like, then hey. my handle just kind of morphed into versions of Faux Hammer again from Lord of the Rings with a little Halo twist. Uh, but the Faux Hammer was Lord of the Rings, the swords. If you know what I'm talking about, yes, I, I'm quite a a geek with LOTR too. So there you go. Next time, the next show slash podcast spinoff will be. Uh, I, I just wish I could cut like grief cardboard. That it's is just so good. Awesome. It's fucking perfect, man. So uh, next next time I see the actual character, that's what I'm going to think now. Is hey, man, there's grief cardboard. <laughs> So that's the end of our All responses right. for question Good of the week. Stuff. Thank you, everybody, for participating. 
whether it be through the responses in stories or responses directly <laughs> on the comments of the of the uh, posts on Instagram. Oh my god! I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time, couple minutes in your day, to come up with a cool response and then share it with us. So. Thank you very much to everybody yes. who participated. And, and one more yeah. amen to grief cardboard. Yes. It's just one of those words now that's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the day. I'm sorry, my friends. Amen, indeed. All right. So the question's over. The tournament is on hiatus for yes. a while. So you know what time it is. It is time for the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. But this just isn't any week. This isn't a Matt plus one week. This isn't a Matt shit on himself week. This is a brand new type of week it's one we've been teasing it's one that took almost no effort to launch but for (laughs) some reason i just couldn't do it but we are finally ready to start critiquing fan submitted shots yes i'm not going to do it just to be mean i'm not going to be mean just to be mean I'm going to give you my honest reaction to the image. So we actually got a, a pretty good amount of submissions. Please feel free to keep submitting keep them. I mean, I, yeah, I have a feeling I'll probably have to post that graphic, you know, once a month just to uh, remind people. But we did get a, a, a good dose of shots to be critiqued. So the way it happens now, I, I essentially have a repository with all them saved, and then we'll rotate through Matt plus one, Matt shit on himself, and then Matt shit on a fan. Just kidding. It's not that. That's not the topic. There, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, if I get a real clunker, I, I, I will probably will have to tell you. It's, eviscerate it's, you. Yeah, it's, it's not good, but <laughs> I'm not going to be mean just to be mean is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no. uh, so submit them up if this is something you want to get into. This this is something completely different than the top five. The top five, this is still use Star Wars Time Show, the hashtag, and then tag the at Star Wars Time Show account on IG. That's how you get your daily features and the top five. If you want a shot to be critiqued, uh, DM us a link, email us a link, and we'll get it into the queue. Uh, and then Nick will be picking the shots for me to break down. So I only know the users Nick chose. I don't quite know the shots. Yes. So I, I want, yeah, I wanted to keep it fresh. And so when we get there and we scroll to it, I'm going to be looking at them for the first time. So you're going to hear exactly what comes to my brain. Yes, exactly. So we'll go through our top five first. And to kick off this week's top five, it is one of our goats. It's one of the one of the OG toy photographers out there, and this is our our good buddy at hey, Sir you, Dork. You you uh you heap some praise on on our good man Jared here. I got to take a whiz. Okay. I'm sure people have saw me. I'm like bouncing up and He's down like, in my seat. <laughs> Matt can't <laughs> control dude, himself. Literally, but, like I have my I have my wiener in a fucking hand vice right now <laughs> to just keep it from leaking out into my diaper. Hold on. Go ahead. Knot. Okay, so um I think what Jared did here is that he he here's me and Matt talking about how much we love this game Ghost of Tsushima week over week. And we've been talking about it nonstop for like four weeks, almost a month now, if not more. And what Jared has done is he's taken some inspiration from Ghost of Tsushima and put it into a Star Wars toy pick using the Samurai Stormtrooper from the, I think it's the whatever, Tamahashi Nation's line. Matt knows the line better than I do, but he's sitting in a perfect cross-legged pose he has his katana drawn across his lap and he is sitting in a field of beautiful flowers in the sun like this may be one of my favorite sir dork shots ever like i've seen a lot of them and this may be my favorite one ever he's um i feel like jared is going through a renaissance 
uh, he's 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 scaling back on the flamethrowers, the gasoline, the grenades, the TNT, uh, you name it, DDT. You never know <laughs> what this guy's going to be using. And, you know, he's he's starting to touch on his artistic side. Dude. He's getting in. He's got flower petals. Yeah, I know. He's capturing sun rays with I mean, knowing him, it, it's probably still some sort of flammable gas he's using. <laughs> set a fire you know, this, above it. He, he ain't going to fuck with atmosphere aerosol. This shit has to be something that is noxious or poisonous <laughs> that could take something out. But um, I've actually, I've got another one we'll eventually feature of Darth Maul that this guy, he was like, he was showering Maul in rose petals and it is another beautiful shot. Dude. So I, I don't know if Chaos Cuties is is like, uh, you know, doing something for this guy now and he's, he's, he's touching on his more artistic side when he's out shooting. Uh, but in terms of his Star Wars stuff, he, he's, 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 he's gotten down to, you know, a little more of an artistic approach versus... Let's fire it up, fire it up, fire it up. And we still love the fire it up shots. But, you know, dude, I'm liking this, this, uh, these, these prettier shots he's producing. Memories of, of sitting down in Tsushima and doing your haiku. Oh yeah. Yeah. This motherfucker is writing a haiku right now. Yeah, I know. It's fucking, I don't know, man. What is it? Five syllables, seven syllables, five, right? Yeah. Can we whip up a haiku off the top of our head? Not me. (laughs) He is sitting. That's four syllables. In, <laughs> he is sitting in, in, <laughs> in a field of light and grass. Okay. Like a tiny man. Figure. That work? <laughs> tiny man figure. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're right. I mean, I, I felt that way too. I don't know if Jared's playing ghost. And by the way, it is ghost. I've been yeah, saying ghost, ghost of Tsushima yeah. myself, but it's, it's fucking singular. Yeah, one ghost. And by the way, dude, you see next week, that game is getting essentially co-op. an update that people would pay money for. Yeah. I mean, it is getting full on co-op campaign support. Yep. Full on four player uh, like challenge modes and in, in a raid. I know that's crazy. <laughs> it's like holy shit. And then just this regular stuff they're patching up sounds great. Like they're uh, the new game plus is getting all super tweaked where you can get new collectibles. So uh, we're, we're, we've already blown that game so many times it can't even get aroused anymore. So <laughs> it, it is what it is. Ghost is fucking fantastic. Yes, I, I almost think that Jared just made this for us. He was like, these motherfuckers keep talking about ghosts. I'm going to give them a, a shot that strongly evokes Ghost of Tsushima. So it is. It's just like, you know, we're, we're joking around with with Sir Dork. It's just like, I mean, the guy is known for the explosions yeah no it's, and this is so it is it always it is you it always that's all folks um it's always interesting to see when an artist kind of steps away from their bread and butter and, and tries out something new and, and obviously the guy knows what he's doing oh yeah so. this is absolutely beautiful shot at sir dork 730 on instagram you know him you love him oh, who, by the him. way who's like a, a motherfucking sponsored toy photographer now so yeah yeah, I mean, Jared. Look at is, this. this guy's doing work. I mean, this guy, he did what any people need to do when you get that viral chance. Not everyone gets that that viral bump that Jared got a couple years, but he has made the most out of it. He's turned it into he's getting Hasbro opportunities. He's like fucking I hope he's getting paid by these uh, Mountain Dew motherfuckers. He's blown up cans for and doing creative <laughs> shots. 
like you know you got to be you got to be proud of the of the young man oh yeah right oh yeah man i'm i'm so happy to see all of the the accolades and all of the the sponsorships. Yeah, he's doing way. work. He's yeah. doing yeah, fucking no, work. I think he's finally getting traction on his YouTube with all the nice tutorials he does. So, uh, and, and honestly, Jared's one of the biggest accounts out there that still reps us like we're as just as big as he is, and I, I do appreciate yes, that. We love, so. him. we love Jared. So, uh, beautiful shot at Sir Dork seven three zero. Well done, sir. Next up, we have a shot from vis- Visual underscore Approach underscore Photography. On Instagram. Before you get into this, Nick, I got to tell you, I don't know if you read Sean's comments. These two troopers have become you and me. That's what he calls them. <laughs> Nick because and he, he's done a series with these two troopers on Navarro. Like I put up another shot. You didn't pick for top five, but the one was kicking a skull. And the other one's like, what? And when I put that up, he's like, oh, yeah, that's the Star Wars time, bros. And then when I put this one up, he's like, ooh, he's like, oh, Matt or someone's getting capped in the gut. So oh, man. I, I don't know if visual approach. This is Captain Ordo, by the way, Nick. He just changed his name. Oh, he changed his name. OK. Right. Right. So I, I, I don't know if you I mean, obviously, you're not as in the scene as I, I did am, not but know that. Yeah. Captain Ordo about a month ago changed to visual approach photography, obviously still still putting out just fucking magic. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't know if he listens to the show regularly or just when we feature him. I, I know he's heard of it. I know he knows of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he has recently, especially with these two troopers. That that's you and me. So <laughs> I, I was I was honored to have Visual Approach uh, name some of his shots after our two dumbasses. Oh man, that's it's that's touching, man. I love that. I love that. So, <laughs> but this shot right here, Nick, I mean, to you, what, what is the magic? Cause there's one thing to me that just stands out. The magic in this shot. I mean, there's so many magical it, things, but like we're seeing, we're seeing full Beskar man though, in a, in a locked pose with a trooper blasting them. The baby's there, another trooper there that they're on it, like a live Navarro set. I mean, motherfucker literally built a Mustafar diagram that he's now using for Nefaro. That's all real, Nick. Yeah, that's what... Like, it, that lava, that's fucking real. Yeah, that, so the, all of this is practical, what you're seeing in frame, yes, which is just everything in here is practical. put into your head. Like, this is all real. Um, to me, I love the fact that you have little baby Yoda, the child there, just force choking this... Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> pushing the one guy into the lava. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's got the... and But then, like, the po like... The thing that gets me, the fucking pose of Mando is perfect. That's what I was looking for. Dead the fuck on. And like the fact that he's got like one hand holding up the gun of the stormtrooper and then the other Uh one, that perfect pose of the gun just right in the gut. And then the the spray out of the back is just magical. This is absolutely perfect. Yeah. And this is, uh, I mean, I've talked about this before. Being able to pose like this is is what is going to set you apart from someone like myself. Uh, you know, Pop is another one that can pose this way. Uh, all the big accounts can. I mean, let's be real. That's why they're big accounts. I mean, look how fucking dynamic the shot looks like. It it, it looks real outside the fact that we know they're toys. Yeah. It, it just those look like real human bodies using their muscles and skeletal system to do something. Uh, so I, I don't know how long it takes to to get him in these poses, keep him in these poses. I'm assuming there's wires all over the place. Uh, but this this is the thing, at least with my toy photography experience. This is why I'll never be big, and I've just come to terms with it. I don't I don't want to take the time to fucking perfect those poses. 
because it takes a lot of time. It does take a lot of time. I mean, I, like I said, I get there, I fucking slap a figure up. It's like, how many shots can I get of this figure in an hour and a half? Go! <laughs> Where I imagine people like Visual, Papa, they visualize an idea. They execute the setup. They execute the posing. They get everything perfect. I mean, that could take an hour, hour and a half, and then they snap the shot, the shot they want, and then it's game over. Yeah. Right? I mean... but. That's why you get work like this. I mean, there is, there's a lot to be said about putting time into this hobby, putting time into your setups. Um, 100%. I, I'm never going to say I couldn't do something like this. It would take me a lot of time and effort, and I'd have to rely on a lot of people to help me. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I guess at this point in my toy photography career, I don't want to be as awesome as visual <laughs> approach photography, nor could I really even uh, compose a shot like I think this. It's you know, let's, patience let's be real. too. You don't have. I don't know if you have the pay. You'd have to get really. No, I have high. zero patience. <laughs> I have zero patience, which means I am not built for this hobby. You need to smoke some of the grass. Do you get high before you shoot? No, because then to. it just like I'll just sit there and stare at shit. But I think like I mean I, I've learned that with with watching TV at night. I mean my favorite program at night now is watching the Apple TV menu icons, <laughs> and then when it goes to the live screensaver, I'm not fucking kidding. I like if you could look up all my Apple TV, <laughs> what app runs the most? It's going to be the Aerial screensaver, <laughs> where it just downloads like new sceneries of the Earth and and, and the ocean and shit. Yeah. I don't know. Because I'll sit there and be like, oh, I want to watch something. There's so much to watch, right? I could watch The Boys. I could watch The End of The Walking Dead, this, that, and the other thing. Then I'm like, oh, I got a place to go. And then 20 minutes later, I'm still on that stupid thing. And there's the screensaver going. And then I'm like, oh, now I'll watch it. And then something else will pop up. I'll be on uh, Instagram DMing with Bostajan or Twinkle Titch. You never know. (laughs) So (laughs) No, you're 100% 100 right. People like Visual Approach have to have expert-level patience but also just the the foresight to cook up a shot like this. Like yeah. it, I, I've said this a thousand times. This stuff doesn't even register in my imagination. Yeah. At all. I mean, it's it takes a special mind to to do stuff like this. So yeah. at visual underscore approach underscore photography, formerly Captain Ordo. Uh give him a follow because this guy is like Matt said, this is expert level stuff we're seeing here. So beautiful work. Um, next up is a first time top five entry and this is Jedi Diego underscore SW. And I'm going to be honest with you. I saw this image and I thought that this was like real. I was like, at at first I didn't even realize it was a toy pick. I was like, Oh, is this like some like sort of like other art piece? But then I looked at it. I was like, Holy shit, this is a toy. So what we see here is a Maldalorian figure blasting up into the sky with his jetpack and he's shooting his his rifle down but like i don't know if if there's like a filter on this shot or or the way that that you know jedi diego kind of did post work on this but this doesn't look like a toy to me i I know what you mean and again i don't have the technical know-how to tell you what the proper term might have been in post but it, it it does like the finishing here uh, maybe it's just the, the natural light doing it, but it, it does. And obviously the, the close up perspective helps uh, the, the tilted. I mean, any, anytime you're shooting toys, you typically want your camera to be on a lower plane so you can angle the lens up. It just makes the figures feel a little bit bigger. Uh, so he's got that going for it, too. Uh, it's a figure not a lot of people have. So that stands out as well. Yeah, but I'm like you. I mean, it's, it's just a, a, another well-posed figure. Uh, great lighting and it just it, it just works i mean mm-hmm. that is a a great 
flying mall DeLorean shot. Yeah, very beautiful work here. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is like, he just caught it right with, like you said, the natural light and everything else around it. But like it, I, I mean, it looks to, if I were a betting man, I'd say he shot it outside. Obviously the gun flares post the mm-hmm. jet flares post. I don't know if you can see a little bit of bokeh there. I'm assuming that might be like a, a, a Photoshop filter or something like that. Yeah. But it like uh, gives like just that little bit of like, it's like the bokeh, but it's like, it's faded and it just gives the shot a feeling of motion and it's yeah, just, yeah. it just works so well. Yeah. I mean, Jedi Diego did what I said all toy photographers set out to do, make these things look like they are alive. Yeah. Uh, it's harder than it looks. Sometimes you get lucky. Uh, I rarely get lucky, but, but people like Jedi Diego definitely yeah. knocked it out of the park hit, with a shot like really this. Really hit it. So, I mean, this De- guy... Definitely a good, a good level of realness to this figure. Yeah, go give him a follow too. Only 1,300 followers on his account. It seems like he's been around for you know a little bit of time, 710 posts. So, at Jedi Diego underscore SW on IG. Let's get him some more follows because the guy puts out some, some really good work. Uh, even his most recent shot of the 332nd troopers is pretty solid as well. So, um, good work, sir, at Jedi Diego underscore SW. Next up, and uh, like this guy, so this is at Benny underscore production. This is a massive account on IG, oh, yeah. Wait, is he like followers. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I thought he was a quarter of a million, but yeah, I knew he's got he was over 650,000 followers or subscribers on YouTube, apparently. So, um, this guy is is a professional Photoshop artist. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, he's not as big as Boss Logic. I would assume Nick knows who Boss yeah, Logic yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, Boss Logic has become. Uh, I think Jake Gyllenhaal cemented his legend in pop culture when he talked about him on. I think Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, but Boss Logic is. I mean, very large gentleman. Not that that matters. An Australian as well. Uh, but he he makes some of the greatest Photoshop art out there, meaning he takes other people's stuff and lights it different ways, mashes it together, makes composites, cooks up new ideas, puts spins on stuff. But yeah, I, w- I would say Benny is kind of like a, a boss logic. Yeah. And what right? we see, yeah, definitely similar in, in, in terms of what they do uh, in their primary medium of work. But what we see here is just an absolutely incredible rendering of a potential Mando season two yeah. poster. So what we see is is Mando with the the child kind of in the slung over pouch in the foreground. Off to the left side of the picture, you see Boba Fett uh, in the back. And then from there is just like, it is a perfect representation of standard Star Wars posters where you have the secondary players coming into the background as well. You see yeah. ships off to the side and then you have this like duality of sides where you have one side of it is like this amber yeah, you have orange the, you have the light contrasting off each side. Yeah. It, it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a work of art. It's a work of Photoshop art, yeah. if you will. I mean, it's, it's an absolutely beautiful portrayal of what we could see in Mando season two with Boba Fett. You even see down on the bottom right, you see Ahsoka from the end of Clone Wars season two. Um, actually, no, that was in Rebels. Um, and then you, yeah, that's that's her. That's, that's literally the end, the epilogue of Rebels. Yeah, that's yeah, that's. Uh, and then you see grief. You see Kara. You see some remnants. Grief troopers. cardboard. What? Grief cardboard right there in the in I the shot. I told you, man. Anytime I see him now, he is now grief cardboard. <laughs> but I mean, this is just, it's just overall a very beautiful piece of Photoshop yeah, work that, that was done here by, by Danny. So it does. When I, when I see these two together, I do like 
Din and Boba together, but I, I want Din to fucking kick his ass. Wow, just straight up kill him. Not even, and you know, just beat the shit out. Like even just want to try to work him. with him. Just fucking. You know, I want him to guy. throw him the fuck back into the sarlacc. Like, yeah. like how demeaning would that be? This is how. he crawls his ass out. He's living like a hermit on Tatooine. Din shows up, just fucks him up, and throws him in like a wrestling throw, yeah. like over his fucking over top of his head, like the Big Show. Just, Oh, right in there and then that thing will burp him right the fuck back up oh man so <sighs> just good stuff beautiful benny. stuff at benny underscore productions on instagram go join the legions of people who already follow him um next up and our last member of the top five for this week is actually is another kind of newish low follow account only 463 followers but with a shot like this should have much more this is star <laughs> at star wars dot k funny one k-a-y on instagram and i saw this picture and i just immediately started laughing so what we see here is baby yoda standing on some some you know rock formations there's three stormtrooper heads just floating over him i think he's using the force to kind of juggle them and in the background yeah. it's just a fucking fireworks show <laughs> i mean the level of creativity and the amount of thought put into this shot by Star Wars K is absolutely incredible. And it does, it almost looks like, it looks like Baby Yoda is like the Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia, where he's like throwing up these, exactly. these, star, these, uh, these stormtrooper heads and there's just Yeah, all the adults are out of the room and, and he's doing whatever the fuck <laughs> he wants to with the Force. Like he found himself three unlucky troopers, yep. killed them, took their helmets. Now he's just playing with their heads. And just, yeah, look at him. Look at his little face. He's just like... <laughs> so satisfied. I am the child, hear me roar, right? He's Indeed. like, fuck off. Dude, it's... Bring it. The, the, I don't know if, like, the fireworks in the background was just, like, something he decided, or he or she, I don't know if it's a, a male or female who, who uh, is on this account, but if, if this is something they decided to throw in at the end, but, like, this is so fucking <laughs> hilarious and well executed... Yep. Like, it's what caught my eye. I mean, obviously, the, I mean, it's an interesting color palette, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. The, the, the color tone is, is, really is a nice mix. Pop. I mean, but he does. I mean, he just he looks like he's got like that little shit eating grin on his face, just tossing <laughs> around people's heads. Yeah. Beautiful work at Star Wars dot K on Instagram. Uh, just super funny stuff here. And then if you go give the account a follow, there's some there's some good stuff on here as well. There's one of uh boba fett kneeling down and there's a force ghost Django talking to him um so there's there's a lot of fun shit on this account uh at star wars dot k-a-y on instagram and that brings us to our new segment the top five is All ended right. but we have we a go. fan shot breakdown happening here two shots from two different fan artists that submitted their work to be critiqued by our matt haywood so matt take it away all right, so I just scrolled up the first one. Like I said, I did I did know the two artists are getting covered. So we have Fallen Apprentice at Fallen Apprentice. That's who's going to go first here. And this is a shot that I, I I know we've featured on our page, which will bode well for you at Fallen Apprentice during this critique. Because uh, typically, if a shot makes it onto at Star Wars Time Show, it has passed my initial "Is this good or not?" Yeah. test. Okay. So we'll start there. So I, I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now that I, I don't have really a lot of negative things to say about the shot. And what we're looking at, I, I would say this is a shot set on Dagobah. If you do the scroll too, if you click over the scroll, he kind of gives you a breakdown of the setup as well. Okay. All right. Perfect. So we're on Dagobah. 
And the main subject is R2-D2. It's the most recent one, the 40th anniversary. So he's got some, you know, built-in weathering to him. And R2's just kind of chilling, right? He just got spit out of that big monster's mouth. He's not having a good day. But then in the background, out of focus, you can see the hobo, right? The crazy guy. The crazy little green man that shows up and literally just starts fucking with Luke and R2. <laughs> He's trying to take the meat sticks. R2's fighting him. This, that, and the other thing. Yoda's beating him on the dome. So I, I get that. Like, the, the Dagobah setup, pretty damn perfect. I mean, this shot feels 100% like Dagobah. Um... There's good atmosphere. Like, I mean, you can see, I would almost think this is probably a fog machine with how thick the smoke is mixed in within the gravel of the shot. Uh, if I had one thing to kind of poke on, coming from the left side, it might be a little too bright, but that's like, you know, right now we're, we're grasping at a gnat's ass. Um, this is a pretty well-formed shot. Uh, I think it's lined up well. You, you could probably, you might be able to ar uh, argue that R2 should have been a shade to the left a bit more to get him more in line with the rule of three on that side. Uh, but for the most part, my eye is going to the subject, which is R2, and then the secondary, which is Yoda. Uh, so I guess, let me, let me see how this shot came to be. Yeah, so you've got a little Digirama set up here with a practical set built in front. You got the old Dagobah tree, probably from a uh, aquarium, uh, even rolled in the mud. I mean, yeah, dude, I, I there's just I know people want me to like fucking go crazy <laughs> and act like a jerk off, like I do with my stuff, but it's a pretty well formed shot. Uh, it really is. I mean, the, the the lighting is on. The atmosphere is there. there there's good focus. R2's not blurry at all. Uh, I like Yoda kind of looking like a creep being blurred out in the background. And, and again, that fog there is a nice, nice thick fog to really mimic the, the, the swamp floor that we got on Dagobah. Uh, even our, I mean, the effects on R2 are good. I, I don't know, man. I, I just, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to shit on stuff just to shit. <laughs> uh, if it's a quality shot, it's a quality shot. Yeah. So not much, not much to poop on here. Fallen apprentice. Uh, you picked a good one. Uh, like I said, I mean, typically if I'm getting shots that we, I have taken the time in my mornings to feature on our, our at star Wars time show account, it's, it's a good shot. Yeah. Um, so that's that for Fallen Apprentice. I'm sorry, my friends. I know you're probably expecting some blood and guts to be flying <laughs> here, some venom to be spilling out of my face. But I do, I, I have no issue with this shot. It's a good looking shot. It is. It is a very good looking shot. So uh, that was the first one. So Fallen Apprentice, thank you for submitting something for us to to critique here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean Fallen Apprentice, you just fucking sent too good of a shot. So... <laughs> Find one that I looks shittier think, and send it our way. I think what might be <laughs> happening is people are like, okay, I'm going to send them a shot that I know is fucking clean, and then they're just going to love on it. <laughs> oh, hold on. We had, we had a special guest just join the, join the stream. This is another one of my degenerate friends. Oh, I don't no. think I've ever talked to Yeah, I probably talked about this guy in this show before. He was, uh, he's in my, my Sony E3 Howard Stern friend uh, group list there, Nick, so... Where do I talk about those guys? This is where um, uh, Mr. Harvey 
uh, settles into. Okay. Uh, he thinks I'm an asshole. <laughs> he thinks anyone that builds Legos is a dickhead. So go ahead and let him have it in the chat. <laughs> Oh, no, he's man. a good guy. Uh, he just, he runs too much. This guy runs like fucking 100 miles a day. He's insane. Wow. Marathon. Okay, so continuing on with the shot breakdown. Thanks for joining there, Mr. Harvey. We love you. We speak your name. Can I? Uh, what the hell? Okay, yep. Sorry about that. I thought I was still going on Fallen Apprentice. All right, change gears here now. So Fallen Apprentice, they get the two thumbs up. Good job. Really quality shot. Again, I'm just an asswipe, so I, I'm not even a pro at this. Like, if you really want quality feedback, I'd ask someone like Papa or One Six Shooter. But to have fun, here we go. You listen to one asswipe talk about other people's shots. <laughs> so coming up here, all right, we got Young Liam. Now this one makes me feel a little itchy because he is Young Liam. Yeah, I mean, so uh, how much can you say about a 16 year old? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I <laughs> always get a little worried. Get? I always get a little worried when <laughs> Liam gets brought up on the show because he's fucking 16 and I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to have his parents fucking shut down our show. <sighs> okay, so let me catch my breath here. First and foremost, Liam, you're like me, buddy. Okay? Uh, we struggle with the posing. Uh, we're we're kind of limited to portrait shots. I get it. I understand it. Uh, what you have going for you, young man, is that you're you're just 16. Okay, you have a lot a lot of life to live, a lot of learning to be done. You've told us in our Discord you're you're, you're taking some Photoshop. You're getting Hasbro boxes sent to you, so you're on the up and up. All right, he's on the up and up, and he will be 17 tomorrow. Still underage, so it is what it is, buddy. <laughs> So when it comes to this shot, we're looking at a portrait shot of Django. I will say it is one of Liam's better shots. But, but Liam, as I said, is, is kind of stuck in my rut where he slaps a figure down and takes a portrait of it. Uh, so over time, a bunch of portrait shots can get kind of stale looking. I, I will say that this is one of Liam's better portrait shots. I actually think he got a good pose here with Django. And it looks like he even added a little... A flare effect on the helmet which honestly Liam really helps to, to sell the shot uh, more so than anything else just that little flare I don't know if you added that after the fact or if it was just you got lucky with the sun um, but it is it's just like with portrait shots and this is what I always say about myself it, it's just it's kind of plain Jane are you going to capture someone's eye when they're scrolling through with this shot you did mine because I believe this is one we have featured or it is going to be featured. So again, it's, it's, not, it's not something that I can just sit here and be like, this is the biggest fucking piece of shit I've ever seen. Uh, it, it's still a quality portrait. It just comes down to if you're like me and you want to push yourself or if you want more uh, exciting looking shots, both you and myself, we need to get better. We need to practice more at the art of posing. It's the hardest thing to do, in my opinion. I think a lot of the posts and a lot of the digital fuckery people can do with shots, that's something you can learn over time with practice. Posing, you got to have that imagination first and foremost to cook up the scene you want to execute. I don't have that, okay? It's just, it's gone. I don't know what happened. It's dead. Blame it on beer, vape, whatever, watching too many fucking movies, watching too much porn. I don't know, but I, I have zero imagination. 
Uh, and then the next is once you imagine that scene, can you get these little plastic cocksuckers to pose into whatever look you want them to have? So, all right. I have one piece of. Uh, I, I know, know Liam's like Liam is asking for me to shit on a shot. It just I I'm being authentic, my friend. No, yeah. I am this being is- nicer to you because you are younger. But if I thought this was a pile of shit, I would tell you it's a pile of shit. It's not a pile of shit. It's it's just vanilla. Yeah. Right. So here's something, and I will say that I, I I'm gonna try to not interject into these because I don't know what I'm talking about. But I do feel like with this shot, we, me and you talked about this a little bit last week, Matt, that you can, you can spice up what is essentially a portrait photograph very easily by inserting something into the background. So like in this shot, we see that we're literally just, it's just Django and then a, a, a blurry background. But if we scroll up and we look at Fallen Apprentices again... If you remove that Yoda from the background... Yeah, it becomes a plain it, vanilla yeah, shot. Yeah, it's a very vanilla shot. But by the simple addition of just having Yoda in the background, again, just blurred. Like, you don't even need to see him in focus. But just having something else in the background to add another layer to your shot, to, to give it a little bit of depth, I think could could help right. in the future. Like, when you're doing, you know, another shot like this, where it is essentially just a portrait... But if you had like, okay, you have Django here, he's looking off at something in the distance, clearly in front of him. But if you had somebody, something behind him, like if you had Grievous or a Dooku in the background, just just putzing around, not not even they could be looking at each other, looking at the wall. But it would. Nick is right. I mean, it would add a a level of dimension to the shot. Uh, The other thing I wasn't even thinking, you know, I I don't know if you fuck around with atmosphere, aerosol, fog machines, smoke bombs, fireworks or any of that shit. But even that type of stuff can kind of juice up a background. And and Nick, he is 100% right for not doing the hobby. I think he's listened to my dumbass bitch and moan enough. (laughs) Uh, that he's kind of learned some tips that one day if he felt like throwing up a, a camera and a figure, he might be able to do something. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it's portraits. They're hard to make exciting looking without some atmosphere fuckery or, as Nick said, some some background work. Even if it's like lights in the background, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas lights to give you some bokeh. Uh, doing the rain trick, you know, get, get yourself a spray bottle and make sure your light source is behind you to catch the water. Uh, stuff like that can even make a portrait look more dynamic. So when it comes down to it, young Liam, for a portrait, it's good. Okay, it's good. I mean, do you want me to call it average? I can call it average if that's going to make you feel better. I feel like you really want me to shit on it. But uh, I, I mean, you caught my eye when you tagged us with it. So as I said with Fallen Apprentice, typically uh, that is the key to know that you at least did something right in a shot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can get past my first filter <laughs> on Star Wars Time Show, you're doing something okay. I don't really just share shots to to like blow smoke up people's asses. It truly is because I think it's a good looking shot. Um, now with any of us portrait people, we could always make our shots look more dynamic by getting better at posing, lighting, effects, background, so on and so forth. So it just, it just comes down to, 
uh, how you want to take this thing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm giving up on doing dynamic shit. I'm just going to stick the boring portraits, whatever, who fucking cares. I'll just try to get really creative with lighting. Um, but, but I think, I think Liam, we're going to see some growth from the young star Wars toy oh. photographer over the next year or two, especially now that he's getting in all this digital media stuff. Uh, he's got Hasbro pulse con boxes. He's on people's <laughs> radar. So watch out. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, but Hey, for, for next time, dude, try to do like an action shot. You know, you, you're like me, you, you've kind of gotten in a rut where you're doing everything close perspective. Pull back, maybe do a a landscape type of framing. Get a few more figures in there, uh, and, and let's go after that one. Yeah, you know, because I think that's where uh, you and myself could use some uh, critique and in, in, in setting up scenes with the posing, this, that, and the other thing. And you see, like I'm just on Liam's account now, so like a perfect example of of really good use of background is in your Ghostbusters shot. Like if you if you look at the ghost, which is a newer shot, yeah, yeah. So. so it was seven days ago. So that is like exactly kind of what we were hitting on. Like you have the rain effect, you have the figure in the background that's not your primary focus, but it adds to it makes what is essentially you know a, a, a single focus shot more dynamic by adding in that you know the hound in the background, and then you have Rick Moranis' character kind of running from it. Totally, so I think that was totally. a perfect use of something like that. But again, like another thing that is not just a piece of advice for toy photography or for, you know, spicing up shots is just take like take a risk, do something that could fail. So like just, you know, like Matt said, take an action shot. It's not your forte right now, but you're not going to get good at doing them if you don't do them and fail. So just, hey, set it up, put it out there. If it's not good, then you'll get feedback from the community like people like Matt People like, you know, Jared and, and Papa and all of these other photographers in the community, they can give you feedback to say like, hey, you know, maybe you missed the mark here or try doing this. Like do things, experiment a little bit and put it out there for feedback. And then that way you can learn off of it. And you're not just kind of putting yourself into a, a, a portrait box too much. So, yeah, don't. Hey, Liam, don't be me. Okay, <laughs> Don't be me. Do, do something with that with that brain. Use it. Get creative. Get imaginative. Look at some of these other big shots and try to take some cute or big accounts and try to take some cues from that. Yeah, I mean, look here. Here's a good uh, idea too. Like, t- go to somebody like like Papa, or if you if you want to get into action shots, like go to Papa's account. Scroll all the way back. Don't look at his most reach, recent exactly. shit. Exactly. Like, everyone starts from a place of, of humbleness. Yeah, like go way back on some of these huge accounts like Jared's or Papa's or One Six or Work More or Less or any of the people that, that we talk about regularly and see like where they started. See how they started doing, you know, their early action shots or their early setups that have multiple figures in it. And I wouldn't say emulate it, but just like learn from that, like see what they did and say like, okay, now I can start to apply that a little bit to my, you know, like what I want to do for my setups. Um, there's a lot of history in, in some of these bigger accounts and people who have been doing it for a long time that you can look at and learn from. Um, so I think that yeah, that's, it's, it's a helpful. time thing and just, and just effort. I mean, I, I could probably, if I did it more than I do now, I could probably be getting better. I have gotten better and f- better from where I started. I mean, I start with fucking Funko pops, dude, like the, the dumbest, most basic toys that have zero articulation. So, and I'm not, not much beyond even that skill set because I'm still doing <laughs> basically non-articulated shots in portraits, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you gotta love this guy. 
this Brian Harvey guy <laughs> in the in the chat right now. Are you are you reading some of the shit he's yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate. I, I've the been message. trying to ignore it just so I I, I somewhat stay on on task here but he's just i knew this is what would happen <laughs> this is the first time he's joined though i mean at least he's finally supporting his friend of so many years there you go after like talking all this shit in our little group chat i mean so i have to least... agree that i do carry the podcast from yes time to time. N- no nick nick is the hero i'm the zero that's how we roll here at the star wars time show you just haven't been fucking paying attention for the past three to five to ten years you shitty friend you fucking troll Go back and run 50 miles. <laughs> Quit eating bread. These are all inside jokes that mean nothing to you guys. But if Klondike was still here, we could get some great sternisms going back and forth between myself, Harvey, and Klondike and just completely shut out the rest of the show. <laughs> then we'd be like, okay, we're never coming yeah, back to the like, Star Wars okay, Time well, show. That, that's going to take our, our viewers from 11 to 6. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. Well, let's fucking end this. That is the end of it. That's the end of the shot breakdowns. That's the end of the top five, and that's the end of the show. So, Maddie, take us into the dance. Let's do it, my friends. And we do have some new people here in the live stream. So let me shake it. Let me shimmy. Let me shimmy and shake. It's time for that Star Wars time show dance. I've been working on my singing, by the way. All right. So, uh, people. Brian Harvey in particular, this is the time of the Star Wars time show where you get really acclimated with the team and the site by going to StarWarsTime.net, one of the greatest, if not the least visited Star Wars fan site on the internet. We pull at least 50 views a day. So if you can handle that type of Star Wars content, I urge you to direct your browsers to StarWarsTime.net because there you can see all of our lovely Star Wars posts. You can check out my glowing review of Star Wars Squadron's VR on the PSVR. You can see Nick's top five choices. But more importantly, the real reason you need to get your asses over to StarWarsTime.net is right here. The subscribe to podcast link. You just click on that link and you will be taken to any podcast platform you could ever dream of using to listen to the stupidity of the Star Wars Time Show hosts and its fan base. So again, StarWarsTime.net, subscribe to podcasts. If podcasts aren't your thing, we also do the YouTube. You can also get to YouTube from, guess what? StarWarsTime.net. We got a nice little subscribe button. You don't even have to think. You just click on it and you will become a Star Wars Time Show fan. Just like that. And now that you're a fan, this is what you need to do. Because again, we are not in charge of this show growing. We are not in charge of making a good show. It is up to you motherfuckers, you lazy assholes, to get out there and tell other people how dumb this show is, so they'll at least have the curiosity to come check it out. Because once they do that, then they're going to start rating it more. They're going to start liking our videos more. They're going to be commenting more, which is going to appease the search engine gods and make us legends. And that is what we want. But we can't do it without you because it is not about the content. It is about other people talking about said content. Okay? We're never going to do anything special. We're never going to do anything that entertaining. That's why we need your help. 
Some of you have sat here for three fucking hours listening to this dumb shit. I don't know why. So it must do something for somebody. So find more of those bodies for your bros over at the Star Wars Time Show. And why is that, Nick? Well, that's because there's always time for Star Wars Time. Say it with me in your heads, people. There is always time for Star Wars Time. And besides, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you. Always.